0: Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning.
1: And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time.
0: Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way through the very end. This is episode 81, where we're discussing There's No Place Like Home, from season four of Lost.
2: You got a little chopper ahead. Put that away, man. You're freaking
3: me out. We need this thing. With the cargo we got back there. Bad, won't you?
4: Miss Decker? Yes. Want to head back there and let them know we're landed? Sure, of course. We're coming in for a landing. It's a military facility just west of Honolulu. It's completely private. Your your families are already here. Now, there's a lot of press that wanna speak to you, but as far as Oceanic is concerned, you don't have to speak to any reporters.
5: We'll talk to them.
4: Is that all right with all of you?
5: It's fine. We all agreed. We just, we just want to get it over with.
4: OK. Um, they're referring to you as the Oceanic Six. That's not the best branding as far as we're concerned, but it's catchy. We'll see you on the ground.
5: We all know the story. If we get any questions that we don't want to answer, or that we can't answer, let's just keep our mouths shut. It's They'll they'll think that we're in shock.
4: We are in shock, Jack.
5: Well, then this should be easy.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eighty-one of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I'm Anton. And today we're discussing "There's No Place Like Home," the season four finale. I can't believe we've finally made it this far, and we are about to jump into season five. I know I'm so excited.
1: I was actually talking to someone on Facebook uh, today, and they were they were um, saying something about like, "Are you are you?" crazy excited that you're in season 5 and get ready to catch up to the rest of us and I was like I really am um it's it's kind of weird you know I I just seems like it, I mm-hmm. would always be behind you know
0: yeah no doubt it's I mean there were some people that commented on the forums that you know, once we finish season five, you're going to be in hiatus misery, just like the rest <laughs> of us. And yeah, we're going to have to come up with some creative ways to to get through that huge chunk of time.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't know what I'm going to be doing with all my time. And you know, right now I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, we got some time. Let's watch some Lost. You know
0: yeah no doubt but uh yeah just to let everyone know too up front this is the first episode we're recording remotely we're actually on totally different parts of the country right now yeah uh, so we're gonna see if we can make this bad boy work out and it's a tough episode to test it on because this one <laughs> is going to be a monster yeah um, <laughs> yeah i've got uh, more notes than i ever had i've had i think
1: i've got quite a few notes myself and and i'm just hoping it goes well i mean um, my job carries me uh, outside of the local area sometimes. So I'm currently actually in Hereford, Texas, which is about an hour outside <laughs> of Amarillo. So from that to Centerville, Indiana, it's, it's a yeah, good no distance doubt. away. So so we'll, we'll yep. see how it works out, though.
0: All right. Well, let's jump in here. Um, the first section I have is all about Jack's group. And I had a hard time even breaking this down in the sections because things jump around so much. Right. Uh, but the first thing I have is you know they're discussing the sat phone that was dropped out of the passing helicopter, mm-hmm. and Daniel uses the phone and it goes into a monitor mode and we hear Kimi telling Lapitas to put the chopper down near the orchid. Yeah. And is, uh, Daniel is Daniel incur- is or concerned and tells Charlotte that they they have to get off the island right now. Right. And uh, Jack goes with Kate to find the chopper. And while they're in the jungle, Miles and Sawyer intersect with Jack and Kate, and Sawyer tells them about Claire vanishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was interesting.
1: I'm sorry. I was going to say that was kind of interesting because what what I noticed out of that was Dan knew if they went to the orchid, they were already going mm -hmm. to plan the second plan, which was not good, you know? So, I mean... It was it was kind of interesting because certain people knew the plans and certain people didn't, you know. And Dan right. knew just from the fact that they were going to land over there that it wasn't good, you know.
0: Right. And f- and it seemed like Charlotte didn't really know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and I, I kind of wondered there for sure.
1: Yeah, I kind of wonder why one would know and one wouldn't know, you know.
0: Right. So then uh, later on, Said takes a small boat to the beach and tells them that he's going to start taking them six at a time to the freighter. Mm-hmm. And Juliet tells Sawyer about Jack and Kate going after the helicopter. Uh, and Daniel offers to go ahead and start ferrying people back and forth while Saeed goes and tries to intercept Jack and Kate. And just then Kate arrives and gives Aaron to son and goes with, Jack, or with Saeed to get Jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first load Daniel takes has Son and Jen on it and a couple of other nameless people that, you know, we have no clue who they are. Right. And uh, they arrive at the freighter and Miles, you know, Miles heads back for another group of people. And um, he, or was it Miles who went back to get another group? Um, yeah. No, it was Dan. Daniel. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Dan went back to get the next group of people. Yeah. And he gets back to the beach and has a conversation with Charlotte and Miles. He says he's leaving in 10 minutes with the next group, and they need to be make sure that they're on the raft no matter what. And Miles says he's going to stay, and he's surprised that Charlotte wants to leave considering all of the time that she spent trying to get back mm-hmm. to the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell
1: me what you think. <laughs> okay, well, obviously there there was an emphasis on the back there whenever you know he said it, and it was just kind of like, Oh, yeah. this. I mean, obviously, Charlotte's been there before. And and I had mentioned – I had said something before, um, and I was thinking that it seems like maybe, like, um, she was born there or something like that. You know, like, this Mm is part of, like, maybe she was – I don't know. It just seems like Charlotte was – um, there's a lot more um with Charlotte in that island than just like wanting to come and like do some like research. You know, when I saw her out in the desert, that's kind of what I thought she was some kind of like paleontologist, you know, out looking for like bare bones, right.
0: you know. But you know, it's yeah. like
1: this is a whole different thing. It was like she was looking for home, you know. Right.
0: And if you remember back to whenever we first saw her land on the, on the island and she fell, you know, from her parachute into the water she was like smiling, like oh, she was yeah. so happy to be back there too. Exactly. So th- and uh, I'm excited to see that, you know, where that goes, you know. <coughs> so. Yeah, me too. So she says, you know, what do you mean get back here? And he says, oh, what do I mean? You know, and he exactly. kind of walks away. And, <laughs> and um, Charlotte then tells Dan, um, you know, she's, she's staying behind as well, mm-hmm. and she isn't going to leave. And she said, would it make any sense if I said I was still looking for where I was born? Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that confirms exactly what you were saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just you know, Charlotte's like you said, whenever she arrived there ever since she's been on the island is it's not been the same as a Miles or a Dan, you know, Right. Um, like her role didn't really seem um, scientific. She wasn't studying mm-hmm. things. She wasn't doing anything. Daniel, you know, he was trying to do everything he could to, you know, figure out this whole time thing and do his studies. And Miles was, you know, talking to dead people, you know, what he does, yeah. you know, just so they like, but the, it seemed like she was there just kind of, t- you know, just made a home, you know, it was just yeah, interesting. Yeah, but the so. weird
0: thing is, you remember that scene back when Naomi was talking to Abaddon mm-hmm. and, you know, she was one of the people selected for that team Right, uh, which means you know they there seem to be a reason they wanted her to be there, you know, professionally. True, but it's like she also has a connection to the island personally.
1: Well, I kind of got a I got a little bit of a theory about that. Only yeah, ba- bring it. only ba- well, it's based on something that's said later. Um, um, but I don't guess it's too big of a deal to jump around here. But on this one, but at one point, and this well, I don't know. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, it's something that Ben says um, later. To Jack, mm-hmm. and um, I think okay. I think it was in this episode. I, I could be completely wrong, but he's Jacks. He tells Jack that if you if you go back there, you got to go back there. But all of you have to go back, right? And right. If, if that's if that's the case with this group, like maybe this group was pre-selected because of something like that. She had to be she had to be there because she was a part of a group that made it there before. You know, something to. Oh, I see. You get what I'm saying. I mean, that. I mean, that's that's the only thing I could think of is like this group has made it there before, and in order to go mm -hmm. back, it has to be all of them.
0: Right. So it's kind of like she and that group were in a similar situation to Jack and Kate and all of them. Right. And that's them. That's their opportunity of getting back to the island. Yeah. That's
1: that's the only thing I could think of. Like, you know, why she would be selected. um, You know. I couldn't think of anything else, really, other than the fact that maybe if she is from there, she's obviously gotten off one time, so maybe she had an idea of how getting back on,
0: you know. Yeah, that's cool. I really like that theory a lot. So, Kate and Saeed are on their way to find Jack, and they're confronted by Richard Alpert and a few friends, and that's where I ended the whole Jack's camp, you know, Jack's Mm -hmm. group section. So the next section I have is uh, Locke's trio. Um, okay. Hurley, Ben, and Locke are on their way to a place called the Orchid, uh, which Ben says is a greenhouse, uh, so they can move the island. And Ben says moving the island is both dangerous and unpredictable. It's a measure of last resort. And Ben stops, you know, at a rock where he has a case hidden, like under the rock, and inside there's some saltines, which Hurley kind of, you know, eats very quickly and a, a mirror which Ben uses to signal some people in the mountains I know um which you know Locke asked him what he you know what signal he sent and he says none of your business and it's I've always wondered what, exactly what what it was he said yeah. or signaled those people yeah it was kind of weird because that part there's like it, well it
1: just goes to like show you like uh, I don't know with time travel it, that stuff. I mean, if you talk, start talking time travel, it totally messes my head up. Anyways, I'm in mean, like two <laughs> seconds, my my brain's mush, you know. But like everything yeah. is already put in place as if it already happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the container and the the you know, there's things sitting there that I mean, who has a suitcase with a mirror in you know, in this, this location? And you know what I'm saying? It's just like, are you kidding me? How how is this how yeah. is this happening? You know, so yeah. to me, it has to indicate that they it's already it's already been in place. You know, what I'm saying they they mm-hmm. knew these things are going to kind of pass. You know, it's almost like a, you know, there's a there's an I don't know. It's just really hard to explain, but like as if they already knew this was going to happen, or it already has happened, and they are just going
0: through the steps to make the future what it is. You know, what I'm saying right. Yeah, uh, they definitely had a plan, like why would they have had those things hidden there unless they knew something like this was going to yeah, happen
1: they at least had to know something you know it wasn't just like yeah, i got an idea let's put a suitcase out in the jungle you know yep. let's put a mirror in <laughs> there yeah. you know so <laughs> just in case yeah, yeah so there's definitely something there you know
0: right i don't know yeah. how deep the rabbit so, hole is on that one but i do i mean yeah. obviously <laughs> it's,
1: it's definitely something
0: right so a bit later, they get closer to the orchid, and Ben you know, tells them that Widmore knows about the orchid and mm-hmm. knows that they what they need is inside of it. So again, there's some talk about Widmore and the information that he has, and apparently even knows what is on the island and knows that they need something that is inside right. of the orchid.
1: Yeah, that was interesting, too, because, I mean, obviously the people going onto the island were told... Go to this place because, and that makes me understand or look at Widmore as a person that either had something to do with building this place, or being Uh there himself, or both. You know, because he definitely, definitely was someone that was, you know, uh, I mean, if if you know what the orchid is and you know all these things, you know, it's going on. That's an inside job. You know what I'm saying? So, it it kind of looks like this. It kind of looks like, and this is just another crazy theory it kind of looks like Widmore was a Ben Ben moves in takes Widmore's spot now locks Mm -hmm. in and taking Ben's spot you know it's almost like they move them out but the people that get moved out don't necessarily want to leave like Widmore. I don't think he wanted to leave, you know, I mean, he's obviously trying to get back there, you know, or whatever, but, you know, or he had, or he's the person that funded this whole thing and, and had this whole thing going on and, and, and somehow, you know, was, it was taken over
0: and, and now he's trying to get it back. I mean, those are the only two things that really can work in my mind at this point. Yeah. And that's cool because, you know, we can easily imagine if that is the case that, you know, if Ben were kind of the leader that was, you know, kicked off of his throne you can imagine the things he would be doing to try to get back on that island and get back in control of things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So, you know, Ben gives Locke some directions on how to find an elevator that will take him down to the actual Orchid station. Mm -hmm. Then he takes off to the greenhouse and runs into Kimi and decides to turn himself in, which really surprised me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that was a cool scene right there when he, he looked at Locke and says... I always have a plan, you know, Uh you know, it's like, and it's so true. It's like, I mean, it, that, that, that character Ben is like always in control, even when it seems like he's completely out of control, he's in control, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. That's pretty, that's pretty (laughs) awesome.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, of course we'll come back and pick back up on that later, but that's Mm -hmm. in a different section of my notes. Okay. The next section is at the helicopter. Okay. Um, Jack and Sawyer find Lapidus, who has been handcuffed to the helicopter. He tells him that he dropped the the walkie-talkie so Jack and them could find their way to him, and he could fly them off the island. Jack and Sawyer work on getting him unattached from the helicopter, and Sawyer tells Jack that Hurley was with Locke at the Orchid, which is where Kimi and all of his men are headed, Mm -hmm. so they have to go and rescue Hurley. Right. So... This, you know, clean getaway that Jack and Sawyer could have had was ruined because, you know, Hurley was pretty much stuck with Locke the whole time. So uh, Kimi gets Ben back to the helicopter and uh, Kate shows up out of nowhere and says she's being chased by Ben's people. And this goes back to our note from Jack's group where she came into contact with, uh, what's his face, Richard Alpert. Right. And, and Kimi and his men prepare for their arrival and they begin to hear whispers, which to me sort of seals the deal that Ben's people are kind of the source of the whispers in some way. Oh, yeah. Or at least the whispers kind of trigger, you know, they kind of uh, signal that those people are coming.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's, a, it's, it's either some type of like um, communication that they have among each other. Or, mm-hmm. or like you said, there's something that, that, that like goes in, f- in front of them, you know, that whenever there's about to happen, like these, these whispers start
0: happening, but it definitely does seem like right. totally
1: linked to the, uh, bins of people for
0: sure. Right. Yeah. Which is cool because it's like the first information they've seen, they really have given us about the whispers, I think since the show started, right. um, you know, because it was just too convenient that the minute they started hearing the whispers was the minute Richard Alpert and all of his people were getting there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, uh, Ben's people attack and they take out pretty much everyone and Ben gets away and, uh, Saeed attacks Kimi and gives him a bit of his own medicine, which was very gratifying for me. I don't know about you, but I've, I've hated that Kimi character oh, yeah. you know, since they brought him on there.
1: Yeah. He was very awful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So Albert Richard Albert comes out of the jungle and shoots Kimi in the back, and uh, Richard tells Ben that the arrangement was that if Kate and Sawyer helped them free Ben, they'd let them off the island, and Ben tells them the helicopter is theirs, and they can have a safe journey off the island, and that's it. Yep. So things are starting to shape around to them actually getting off the island, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. So yeah, the that last was, section that, here, that, was, that was kind oh, of interesting. Ahead, I was
1: going to say, that was a little bit interesting when he's like, okay, what was the arrangement? Okay, it was exchange for them to get off the line. okay, there's the hell' mm-hmm. very quick, very no no emotion, just there, okay, cool that was the arrangement go,
0: you know yeah kind of which is so interesting when when you look back at you know the season three finale, like the lengths Ben went to to keep them from leaving mm-hmm. and now it's like he's like, oh okay, go ahead, exactly you know, that kind of thing exactly I'm it's it kind of changed,
1: well, you can definitely see a change in just Ben, you know I mean, like I think since. You know, since Alex's death, I think you see Uh a whole different type of Ben. Like, you know, it was all about the island, but I see a different type of Ben in it now. You know, it's about fighting these people, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think so, Definitely saving the island. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think that's a given, but I definitely see there's a whole different motive there now.
0: Right, right. So, uh, Jack, Sawyer, and Hurley get back and meet up with Kate, Saeed, and Lapidus, and they fire up the helicopter, and they make their way off the island. They fly for a bit, and Lapidus notices that they're losing fuel. Apparently, one of the bullets that was flying around hit their tank. And uh, Lapidus decides that they need to dump as much weight as they can. When it's not enough, Sawyer leans over, whispers something to Kate, and kisses her, and then jumps out of the helicopter and into the water.
1: Mm
6: Mm-hmm.
0: That was...
1: That was crazy. I, I
0: I knew he was gonna.
1: I knew he was gonna do it. I didn't actually. I actually <laughs> told my wife when he was when they were on the airplane or the helicopter, like when they first going to take off. I said Sawyer's gonna jump out. I thought he was gonna get out before they took off. Uh-huh. But then whenever they started, you know, losing fuel, I was like, oh my gosh, Sawyer's gonna jump out. Yeah. You know, it's such a, a, I don't know, such a non Sawyer type move. But yet at the yeah. same time, it was completely exactly what he, someone like him, would do. You know. Yeah.
0: And. Uh, and I know. And what was so weird for me, I remember the first time I saw it was that, you know, we knew, you know, at least so far that he wasn't one of the people that got off the island. Right. And it's like, so why is he on the helicopter? Mm-hmm. You know, and and for some reason I didn't connect that, well, at some point he was going to have to get off that right. thing or, you know, or something. Right. Uh, so that was really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a really good part and it just made you like Sawyer that much more. And, you know, you yeah. kind of sit down and think... I don't know, you kind of start, you hate on Kate because you're like, gosh, yeah. you know, I mean, I've been in some, I've been in some relationships where, you know, there's been some mind tricks and, you know, and, you know heart things being played <laughs> before. And that's like the most brutal thing to go through. And with someone uh-huh. like that, it's just like, I mean, I couldn't imagine putting, you know, sitting there and he's going, you know, he, know you lo- he loves Kate, but yet she's no sitting doubt. across from the man that she loves, you know, it's just uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And he jumps off and I'm like, jump off with him. You know, you know, yeah. so it's, it just yeah. <laughs> it just made sense. But anyways, Kate, that's the another level of Kate that I don't know. You love to hate her, and
0: you hate to love her. You know those types of things. You know. Yeah. So, any thoughts on what the whispering was all about?
1: Um, in when the uh, the whispering in the in the helicopter, I assume is what she got told, and obviously that was, um, you know, but Jack walked into the conversation and the other um, right, the in which to me only could meant that he said contact my daughter right you know that yeah, was my I guess theory
0: I, I, yeah and i guess i just didn't see why that he would be so secretive i mean i guess i guess he may not want to let anybody else know that he you know was vulnerable enough to you know to her to tell her that he had a daughter and he wanted her to do this or that mm-hmm. whatever
1: yeah he, I, th- I mean this to me i mean if he leans over and goes Hey, we, I, you know, cause you know, at this point we are the only person on that island knows that he has a daughter is Kate, uh, you right. know, and if he leans over and he says, Hey, um, tell my daughter, I love her. And you know, if I don't make it off this thing, you know, I'm sorry for everything. And, um, sorry for who I, who I was, you know, you know, those are real, yeah. real, just like honest moments, you know? And I don't know right. that a person like Sawyer would be able to just say, Oh, by the way, I'm going to jump off this air or this helicopter. Make sure you tell my daughter these things, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. well, when did Kate find out that he had a daughter? I don't remember that. Do what? When did Kate find out that Sawyer had a daughter? Um I thought I thought
1: he told he told her like forever ago, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he maybe he uh maybe that's what he was telling her as well. I thought maybe I thought he had said something to her about um but Uh, during the whole like him telling her his history and stuff like that but maybe he didn't maybe he just told her about the girl he conned and and those types of things but
0: yeah i don't remember him ever telling her that that he had a daughter i don't remember really ever telling anyone
1: yeah okay maybe he didn't uh maybe that i mean that's probably part of it too saying you know look i got a daughter you know but it was a quick conversation so i could be completely wrong on that (laughs) it it could be just been i love you um you know if i get off this island you know i want to be with you You know,
0: yeah. And she says, of course, she responds, you know, why are you telling me this? Yeah. And he says, just do it, Freckles. Right. He was telling her to do something and she was confused as to why she was why he was telling her in the first place. Yeah,
1: that kind of confuses me to a certain degree, because, I mean, what what could he say or he say to her that she'd say, why are you doing this? You know, you know, why are you telling me this? You know, like, right. I just, I don't know.
0: That's, it's really got me confused. Mm Mm-hmm. It's definitely interesting. So the next section I've got is all about the Orchid Station and what happens there. Uh, First thing is Jack and Sawyer arrive at the Orchid and they find Hurley. And Jack gets up to the greenhouse and has a conversation with Locke. And let's listen to that. Okay.
5: What did you want to talk to me about, John?
2: I want you to... Reconsider leaving the island, Jack. I would like you to stay. You'd like me to stay. That's
5: right. You threw a knife into the back of an unarmed woman. You led half of our people across the island and got most of them killed. Well, Jack, you put a gun to my head and you pulled the trigger.
2: I was hoping we could let bygones be bygones.
5: I'll tell you what. We stay here in your little greenhouse, but the rest of us are going home. But you're not supposed to go home. What am I supposed to do? Well, I think I remember. What was it that you said on the way out to the hatch that crashing here was our destiny? You know, Jack.
2: You know that you're here for a reason. You know it. And if you leave this place, that knowledge is going to eat you alive from the inside out until you decide to come back
5: goodbye John
2: you're gonna have to lie excuse me If you have to go then you have to lie about everything everything that happened since we got to the island It's the only way to protect it.
5: It's an island, John. No one needs to protect it. It's not an island. It's a place where
2: miracles happen. And and if if you don't believe that, Jack, if you can't believe that... ...just wait till you see what I'm about to do. There's no such thing as miracles. We'll just have to see which one of us is
0: right. So uh, Locke says, I want you to reconsider leaving the island. I'd like you to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, you're not supposed to go home. And an interesting comment here was, you know that you're here for a reason. And if you leave this place, that knowledge is going to eat you alive from the inside out until you decide to come back. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely – I mean, looking at Jack's life off the
1: island, uh-huh. it's so apparent that that's the truth. Yeah. You know, and then looking at his life on the island, you know, it's kind of – you're kind of thinking, well, yeah, I can kind of see that. But at the same time, is Jack has been one of those people that has – Persistently tried to get off this island. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like it's not like he's been like, well, you know, I kind of wouldn't mind staying around here. You know, like some of the <laughs> others have. He's yeah. been like, I want off this island at first. You know, his first chance I get. Yeah. You know, so that's a hard reality for him to probably accept. But mm-hmm. you know, I definitely, I definitely can see now Locke was completely uh, on. You know, on the right track for yeah. sure.
0: And what I like about it is it's obvious that the writers are trying to tell us the writers of the show are trying to tell us, you know, um, the reason, if it wasn't obvious before, the reason why Jack, you know, his life is so screwed up off the island is because, you know, he realizes he shouldn't have left in the first place. Right. So it kind of sets that in stone and kind of takes away any question about that. Yeah, exactly. And he says, uh, let's see here, Um, you're going to have to lie. If you have to go, then you have to lie about everything. Everything that happened yep. since we got to the island—it's the only way to protect it. Yeah, uh, that and was
1: interesting to see where that that came from. You know, mm-hmm. um, I th- I thought maybe you know before they get on there they get some kind of like security briefing from the president of the United States, but yeah. like, <laughs> you know, look, we got to lie. You know, da da da. But no, it's definitely that that's that kind of s- definitely seals the deal on that. And it was yep. cool to see that actually.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And not only that, but like. You know, later on in the episode, whenever they're on that raft and Jack says, "You know, we're gonna have to lie." It's like even before they got off the island, really, Locke or Jack had realized that Locke was right. And you almost wonder oh, yeah. if he realized before that point, before they even got home, that they shouldn't have left.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he realized that. But I know one thing. I mean, yeah, I probably did. But the other thing I know for a fact he realized mm-hmm. was that Locke was right. Right. You know, yeah. whenever the island disappeared, <laughs> you know, as he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna yeah. show you that this place is is special, you know, mm-hmm. magical or whatever he, he said, it, you know. It, but and and Hurley goes, I guess, I guess Locke was right, and and Jack kind of tried to fight it at first, but yeah. there was no fighting that, mm-hmm. you know. And I think at that, I think you're right. At that moment, he started going, Oh crap! Yeah, I'm off the island. Locke was right.
0: Yep. Yeah, and you have to you wonder know. if he knew that, you know, if he was worried that it was going to eat him up inside, you know, after he left. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, I'm
1: sure. Very cool. At that point, I'd be in, I'd be in a panic mode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, what, what do you mean by that? I'm going to be driving, I'm going to go crazy. You know, I don't to start driving <laughs> myself crazy immediately.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Locke says it's not an island. It's a place where miracles happen. And if you don't believe yeah. that, just wait and see what I'm about to do which Locke, or, or conveniently, Jack really does get to see it, you know, firsthand, which worked out really well for for Locke.
1: Which was also interesting for Locke to say because I don't think that, I mean, Locke, unless Locke had one of, like, premonition-type, like, visions that he had when mm-hmm. he was a kid and, and kind of knew what that meant, like, moving the island, I mean, you know, was it, was he was going to think it was going to have, like, motors on it? Was, <laughs> was going to, like, start moving, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, for, for him to say, you know, watch what I'm about to do. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, once again, points to the fact that Locke knew something that was going to happen that hadn't happened yet. And he yeah. knew that Jack was going to have the ability to see it physically or at least know that he did it. Exactly. You
0: know? Yeah, like how did Locke know that it was going to be this huge spectacle and not just right. like, you know, some tugboats were going to start up and, go exactly. and start you know, dragging the yeah. island off, you know, in another direction. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what to
1: expect. I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm going, yeah! Oh what's my this gosh! Be? The island just dis disappeared, yeah. and you know, and and I'm like, my son's like, he's watching and he's six, and he was like, "I here's what I think happened." He goes, "I think that vi- invisible shield went around the whole thing, and the thing was pulled underwater." I'm like, <laughs> well, that, could, "That could happen." That goes back to the
0: snow globe theory. Yeah, know? no doubt. Yeah, and that's what it looked like too, man. It was like the thing went yeah. underwater, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it looked like. I mean, yeah. the only thing I know it was gone. You know, yeah, well, we'll get there. Pretty for sure. impressive. Yeah. So the last comment he makes is lie to them, Jack. You know, if you do it half as well as you lie to yourself, you know, they'll believe you. Oh, and that's that, pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely Locke had some premonition. He knew how this was going to affect Jack. And I want to know how. Um, mm-hmm. He knew that it was important for Jack to stay. And I just am dying to know when he got that information because we never right. saw it, you know, unless he just no. kind of assumed that. Yeah, that's the thing about
1: Locke. It's like he's about half, about half the time he's completely insane and wrong. Mm-hmm. And about another half of the time he's like brilliant and the, you know, the the, the leader, you know, yeah. that that is just like this mystery. all around him, you know, so it's kind of like him coming into his own. Like, you know, we've talked about so many times, you know, it's Locke being the leader in, through Knowledge rather than the hunter, you know, and uh, whenever his his physical tries to override his his mind is when he gets in trouble. But when right. he just allows things to be how how they're supposed to be is whenever he's brilliant, you know. Yep,
0: yeah, that's very very good stuff. So finally Ben shows back up before Locke could even find the right spot you know where the elevator was and tells Jack that their people are being moved to the freighter and he needs to get back to them if he wants to make it off the island. And uh, he and Locke climb into the elevator and begin making their way down the really deep shaft you know into the mm-hmm. orbit station and Locke asks what the station is, you know, what's it for? And Ben says it's for the same thing. All of the Dharma stations are for silly experiments.
1: Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, made, uh, made me kind of just think about like, obviously he didn't put much value on what they did in the stations. Mm -hmm. However, I don't know that the, then the, for instance, like the, um, I forget the name of it. uh, The swan. The swan, yeah. yeah. Uh, The first one, you know, it's like maybe the the experiment was silly, but what they were doing was significant. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know, because this thing that they're going into looked fairly significant. But Mm -hmm. the fact that they were,
0: the things that they, the people that were doing them were being studied. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Uh, and plus, plus Ben wasn't with them long enough to really get an understanding of what they were doing. I don't true, think true. I mean, he was pretty young whenever he, you know, first encountered Widmore or not Widmore, uh what's his face? Richard uh, Alpert. Richard. Yeah, Alpert, Richard yeah. Alpert. And, you know, he was pretty young then. It's kinda like from that point on he made up his mind that he was going to go with Richard's group and probably kind of checked out on the whole Dharma initiative very early yeah. on. Yeah, oh, I
1: I definitely agree to that.
0: Um it
1: was uh it was funny though to watch him just say here you know, because here Locke is asking all these questions that probably in, in Ben's mind didn't even make didn't make any difference or matter yeah. one bit. He says, Here, right. watch this. Like, just kind of like almost like a kid, you know, throwing a movie. Right. Say, here, watch this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking
0: of which, in that orientation video, we see the same guy that we saw in the other videos, but he's mm-hmm. going by Dr. Edgar Halliwax now in this video. Right. Uh, the unique I don't, properties. I don't get that. Oh, go ahead, there.
1: No, I said I don't get that either. Each video is somebody else, you know. Yeah. I just don't – I'm not 100% sure what that means, you know, like why right. in the world it would be even, a, you know. I don't know why changing your name to a, uh, to a subject that would never know the other people exist, it would matter.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why part of me wonders how legitimate all of this training stuff is because mm-hmm. why would he lie about it? If he was who he was supposed to be, he wouldn't have to lie about it. Exactly, yeah. So he says, the unique properties of this island have created the Casimir effect, allowing the Dharma Initiative to conduct unique experiments in both space and time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I meant to look up what a Casimir effect is as well, but I did not. Um, I'm sure we'll have a chance to do that as we go through future episodes, though, and need some more time for that. So he says the vault is constructed near what they believe to be a negatively char- or to be negatively charged exotic matter whatever that means and yeah. uh uh great care must be taken to avoid leaving um inorganic materials inside of the vault including metallic objects and it was funny because at that minute <laughs> you know at that exact second Ben is throwing every metal thing in the the hatch into the yeah into exactly. The ball.
1: <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was exactly opposite of what they said, which, mm-hmm. you know, might would, uh, I don't know, it, it might would lean to the fact that, okay, when you're having some study, you know, some subjects doing these studies, you, you know, if you know something's a lot more powerful than it is, mm-hmm. you're not going to give them, like, the whole control. You're going to say, yeah. don't do these things, even if it were the things that you really should do. You know, right. you're going to give them just the, you know, solid instructions. But all this, uh, just to kind of jump uh, around here in my thoughts, but all this talk about this place and how it had the, the you know, these charges and this mm-hmm. and that. Maybe me think and remember about Rose and the healing process. Yeah. Yeah, remember the, the, you know within, when she when she was seeing the person, they said there are some places that have you know this this amount of like energy or this amount of like you know per, right. You know, it's basically I was like you know that definitely points to something like what they're talking about here.
0: Yeah, exactly. It totally seems similar. He talks about how there being different parts of the Earth where, you know their special energies and all this stuff and mm-hmm. you know that spot where he was at was just one of them, but there were others. and we even talked about at that time of you know maybe this island is another one of those spots where that energy Most exists. Definitely. But yeah, it was cool to hear that revisited and to have hear this talk for the first time really about you know negatively charged exotic matter and and right. all this stuff. you know that's been a while since we've heard anything about that kind of stuff on the show.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And so he puts the rabbit into the vault and attempts to shift the rabbit a hundred milliseconds ahead in four dimensional space. So send it ahead in time, a hundred milliseconds. And mm-hmm. uh, then the video starts rewinding automatically. I wasn't sure if it broke or what, but it screws up all of a sudden. And yeah. uh, Locke says, was he talking about what I think he was talking about? And Ben says, do you mean time traveling bunnies? Then Yes.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah, that was pretty awesome. And it's that bunny, you know, with the the numbers on it, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, I gotta understand that now. You know, that makes sense and you know right. why they had those test bunnies and this, that, and the other, but um the fact that it started rewinding and stuff like that, I was wondering is that
0: like some kind of like indication of what happened in that moment, you mm-hmm. know? Right. I wondered about that too. But because he was trying to send the bunny ahead I mean that would I mean I don't know how it would cause the tape to rewind in the first place, but I guess they it seems like they were trying to do something like that like kind yeah. of suggest that the what happened well, next caused something with the tape. This may sound absolutely
1: ridiculously bring it um, <laughs> crazy, but time if if it doesn't matter if something goes ahead or ahead or backwards, if your present time rewinds and the th- the thing inside the, the container stayed the same, it's still four seconds, milliseconds, or whatever it was, ahead of you. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So if the island actually is a thing that went backwards, and the rabbit was contained in this thing that kept it the same... Right. Then it's, a, it's still time travel. That rabbit stayed the same, but the island changed. Okay. So if that were the case, inside this, when they're doing this recording, they put the rabbit in there. Mm-hmm. The rabbit's contained. The island does its little thing. Whenever they turn that thing on, the island does something. So that everything in, in its in that in that place actually went back in time. Right, I'm you know, so rewound. Re- yeah, rewound. Re- 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 so they, and when they pull the rabbit out, the rabbit's still four seconds ahead. Or whatever, okay. whatever how it said, you know, it just it kind of makes it, when it showed rewind. It wouldn't time travel doesn't. I mean, it doesn't necessarily. It's not. It's not locked to that. You know, what I'm saying it could be forward, backward, or whatever. Uh, either way, it, one thing. If you went back in time, I'm in the future to you, even though I'm present time. Right. Yeah. You get okay. what I'm saying a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. I just wanted, wanted to because that whole rewinding thing kind of threw me off a little bit. Like you said, you know, you would think that either it wouldn't be affected and the thing would come out. Or whatever they said ahead, or it would fast forward.
0: Yeah, exactly. You and know? there's really, I mean, like if they would have just put the bunny into the vault, sent it 100 milliseconds ahead in time, open to that, pulled the bunny out. I mean, I don't see how they could really do that. Like because then the bunny's just back at the same time they're at if they pull it right, out. As of soon there. as they
1: pu- reach in to pull it out, it's like, oh, it's already re- You know, it's yeah. there. You know. So
0: yeah, so I think maybe they just they wanted to avoid showing that. And that's why the tape screwed up, and um, because it would have just ruined the whole experiment if they had pulled the bunny yeah. back out of there, and it was no longer <laughs> ahead in time, and it just would yeah. have been kind of weird. It said
1: something. It said something to the effect like the rabbit didn't. It say something like the rabbit would seem confused at first. I think so. Yeah, like it'd be kind of like, like almost like it's, um, like it's. I don't know. I way I took it like the rabbit would almost not be. It wouldn't be uh, acting the same. It'd almost be frozen. Uh-huh. And then it would come back, act back acting back normal. And I was like, "Well, if that's the case, then that's a lot more than what the amount of time that they're talking about." You know? Yeah, yeah. Because right. I mean, you can't you can't even. I don't even think I don't know how fast the eye sees, but I don't think the eye can see, even track things that that quickly. You know what I'm saying? You know, to see that reaction in that bunny, I, don't, I think it would be gone before we could actually even see it.
0: Yeah, I think you're right too. So. So just then they hear someone else getting into the elevator and making their way down, and of course it ends up being Kimi who somehow you mm-hmm. know survived mm-hmm. the the shot in the back. Get, he says it was because of his body armor. And uh, he yeah, tells, as soon as <laughs> soon as he shot him, I was like, he had and body we armor. See it. I was like, yeah. he has
1: a body armor on. Shoot him in the head. Yeah, everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <and> it, <laughs> and he tells Ben that the thing on his arm is a heart rate monitor, and it's a dead man's trigger. So if he dies, the freighter blows up. He makes mm-hmm. a few comments about killing Alex and Locke steps out to try to talk him out of blowing up the boat. And Ben comes out of his hiding place and says, you know, you killed my daughter, and then you know, goes to town stabbing Kimi, who mm-hmm. then ends up dying. So Locke says, you just killed everyone on the boat. And uh, Ben says, so? <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird how, it, like, it, it just shows you, like, the difference he sees in the people all well, the people he cares about and the people other people you know it's just like right. nobody else matters you know it's just kind of crazy
0: yeah and plus you know which seems weird to me because because of his concern i mean he was so concerned with keeping them on the island i guess mostly just to protect the island so i guess it still makes sense
1: right so yeah, uh, but but you, you i guess maybe to his defense I don't think he maybe, he he didn't know that everybody was, well, that many people had made their way to the island. Right. I mean, That's I'm true. Done, sorry, to the, to the freighter. Yeah, right. You know, he, I mean, he could have thought it was just Widmore's people, and he's like, so who
0: cares? That's true. I Actually, yeah. I mean, but I would have assumed that he would, you know, he would be thinking that more people were on the boat because Kimi made the comment about everyone on the boat being killed, kind of insinuating that, you know, pretty much everybody else was already back on the freighter by now kind of thing. But I yeah, but
1: I ben, ben had no idea that they had the boat and were doing the back and forth and things yeah. like that. Yeah, true. Very so. good point.
0: So Ben and Locke continue with their plans and uh, activate the vault with all the metal objects inside, and they blow a hole into the back of the vault. And, yeah. uh, and Ben says, I'd better change. He puts on the parka and says he's going somewhere cold, and Locke isn't going with him. He says, uh, Jacob told Locke what to do, but didn't tell him how, because he wants Ben to suffer the consequences. And whoever moves mm-hmm. the island can never come back.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was interesting, because um, I, you definitely, you see, you know, him put that coat on, and then you're like, what in the heck, you know, and then and you understand now why, like, it was definitely Jacob's plan for, for Ben to leave the island, Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the whole relationship there and why, you know, Jacob and Ben are, you know, out and, you know, but, but definitely that he didn't want Locke to leave the island. He wanted Ben to leave the island.
0: Yeah. And I thought it know. was cool to, you know, we saw the part with Ben waking up in the desert with the parka on, was that? Oh yeah. Like, and Cabin Fever, was that the last episode? Yeah, I think so. So it was kind of cool awesome, to see yeah. exactly why he ended up there in the middle of the desert.
1: No kidding. And, and the fact that he said he had to put a park on to go to the desert, you know, it's like, what yeah. the heck does that all mean? Right. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So he uh, he tells Locke to leave the orchid and, you know, where he can find Richard and all of his people. He says they'll be waiting for Locke and ready, willing, and able to share what they know, and they will follow his every word. I'm sorry I made your life so miserable. Yeah, so I, even at that part,
1: I i don't know if he's being sincere. Yeah, you it's know? hard.
0: It's hard to trust him at all. I mean, you pretty much just have to wait and see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, you know, like when he says, "I'm sorry, I made your life so miserable," I'm, I'm thinking that he's saying, you know, basically you've gotten everything you wanted. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that you had to live through this log. You know, kind of like one of those sarcastic, like, "You got everything you wanted, and I'm sorry I made your life so bad." You know? Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like he was being really sarcastic about it and was just being a sore loser, pretty much. That exactly. He was being booted off the island yes so uh, yeah Ben climbs into the hole and down a really scary ladder you know it's like oh it looked like it would break at any minute and it breaks Mm -hmm. through a piece of he breaks through a piece of ice to get down into a frozen chamber Um, and inside there's a lantern and there are some hieroglyphics on the walls and a large Mm -hmm. wheel and uh, he says I hope you're happy now Jacob and he begins to turn the wheel, which is frozen over and hasn't been moved in a long time, obviously. And as he turns it, the wall behind it begins to glow, you know, really brightly. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't, I mean, when I saw his hieroglyphics in that place, I was like, he's in like an Egyptian tomb. Uh You know, it's what it kind of like looked like, you know, he was in like something like that. But I'm like, why is it frozen? Then I thought, Dude, that dude's passing through time right now. Like, he's at the ice ages right now, you know? Yeah. Like, this is something, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know what, and you know, it's kind of like what it, it seemed like, but because, I mean, why would that thing be frozen? Why, when he turns this thing, does he start to see this big glow? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally lost on that.
0: Well, yeah, and here's where we can, we can discuss a little bit, because I don't know any more about this than you do. Um, okay. I mean, the way this looks to me, though, is that there's this chamber down there underground, um, somehow the Dharma Initiative found that chamber and right. and ended up building their little orchid station close enough to it so they could harness that energy right. um, to use in their little vault, you know, for their time travel research. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like it was way too much for them to control. And they ended up having all their issues and, and that kind of stuff. But it's right. like ben is bypassing the little dharma facade kind of the the weak version of that power that they found and he's going straight to the source right yeah and, uh, he gets down there and turns that wheel and who knows what happened you know but it but i think yeah. it's all related to that negatively charged exotic matter that they talked about yeah in the i video. agree
1: yeah i agree and i mean i think you're exactly right i mean and i i he like said that the, the Doing that was, like, the last resort, you know? Right. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I'm I'm so excited to see, like, the section that we're missing between the fact that he ends up in the desert and he turns that Will. Yeah, right. You know?
0: <laughs> no doubt. So, uh, let's see here. Locke arrives at the camp with Richard and all of his people, and he's greeted as their leader, and Richard tells him, welcome home. And that Mm -hmm. was the end of the whole orchid section. But I thought it was so awesome to see Locke, you know, this guy who was just one of these survivors of this crash to be, like, greeted as the leader of this Mm -hmm. really mysterious people. And uh, it's like they've been waiting for him forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's definitely, to me, it goes back to whenever Richard Alpert told his guardian or whoever it was that was watching over and said, mm-hmm. said he's not ready yet. You know, he yeah. doesn't have what it takes yet or whatever. Like they've been waiting f- for years for Locke to get there and to be ready. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, th- I think they were wanting him as a child, but he wasn't able yet. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just this combined with the previous episode, you know, seeing Richard go and see Locke as a kid, It Mm -hmm. just, it really adds a whole new layer of mystery to the show uh, that I'm excited to see unfold in the coming season. So on the freighter, uh, Sun and Jen come face to face with Michael, who has since, you know, fixed the ship's engines so they can get things going again. And uh, the captain tries the engines and they're, you know, golden, but there's something transmitting an RF signal that's interfering with their depth gauge. So they can't get any closer to the island yet. And uh, right. Desmond goes on the hunt for the RF transmission to find out what's causing it. He busts out onto the deck as Michael is explaining himself to Sun and Jin, and has him come in to look at a huge bomb that he's discovered inside of the ship. Kimi's bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Massive. Yeah. So uh, Michael, Desmond, and Jin work on trying to disable the bomb and use a tank of nitrogen to freeze the battery and kind of stifle the charge, which... There was all kinds of complaints by people online after that about how that would never work and it wouldn't cause anything at all by the freezing the battery. Yeah, which I wouldn't have known, So you know, who cares? No. <laughs> I mean,
1: what do you want them to do, MacGyver? Get a piece yeah. of like you know gum and a hair and disable this yeah. thing or what?
0: I mean, yeah, they've got to stretch out the drama for a while at least. You know, they right? Just have exactly. the thing blow up. Mm-hmm. So. Later, after Kimi has died, the light turns red and their freezing battery, you know, their plan to freeze the battery apparently worked. And Desmond goes outside to see that the helicopter has arrived and tries to tell them that they can't land. Uh, Jack realizes that he's yelling about a bomb, but Lapidus doesn't have enough fuel to stay in the air, so he lands. They land very quickly and Lapidus patches the bullet hole and they refuel the plane so they can get back in the air. Kate gets Son into the chopper with Aaron. Michael runs out of nitrogen and sends Jen out of the room so he can get off the freighter. The chopper begins to lift off before Jen can get on, and as it gets into the air, Michael is visited by Christian Shepard, who says, You can go now, Michael. And the freighter mm-hmm. blows up. Thoughts yeah, that on that? Yeah, pretty freaky. Well,
1: I mean, obviously... It looked like Christian Shepard was one of the ones that, you know, uh, was keeping keeping Michael safe with the island, you know, that he had mm-hmm. a purpose. And then when that purpose was done, you've done what you're supposed to do. Yep. You're, you can go now. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. I hated that because it's like, okay, if he's actually dead, which seems to be the case, mm-hmm. the relationship with Walt is... Done. I mean it, it's it's done you know I mean I'm sure now Walt's gonna be like my dad's awesome because he died for all those people but I'm like what the you know it's over now you know yeah
0: yeah yeah and that's that's the way I feel too I mean it does look like he's gone and uh, it's like they've spent all this time building up the suspense about exactly what happened to Michael and Walt when they left mm-hmm. and if that's the case it's like I'm not so sure I'm too happy with that resolution exactly now. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did anybody complain about the whole duct tape um, over the gasoline hole? (laughs) No, not that I remember. (laughs) I mean, that seems like Um, it would do
0: the job okay, but... (laughs)
1: I was just kind of thinking. I was like, okay, gasoline. You know, it would eat the uh, adhesive like right off the eat tape. The, you would think, eat, yeah, eat the adhesive off, and have would be flapping in the wind before he got off of the, you know, the freighter. You know, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't really care about those types of things. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, go, I, go to a movie to escape from reality, not to think more yeah. about reality. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm totally so, with you on that one. So Jack tells Lapidus to fly them back to the island, and uh, Sawyer gets back to the beach and runs into Juliet. Who points out that uh the smoke from the now destroyed freighter. um but I thought to about that scene like I thought uh you know I forget the name of her name son um her- her the actress who plays son just her performance was just unbelievable there oh, like yeah, like that was you know watching him blow up on the ship
1: yeah that was that was awesome, I mean like. You just, like, I don't know. You felt like it was actually happening, and just she did yeah. an amazing job.
0: Yeah. But thoughts on, you know, Jen being on the boat when it blew up?
1: I mean, I told my wife right, right then and there, I was like, he had, he had to get out the boat. He had mm-hmm. to, you know, he had to either be blown away from it or he, he's part of the island that can't be killed, you know, something to the effect of that, you know. I mean, but I just couldn't imagine – him being dead yeah you know yeah. but I, I totally understand now the gravestone right you know I get yep. that you know but then it kind of opened me up to another like whole thing is like okay he okay. let's say he's not dead let's say that he got blown off of it or he jumped off of the side of it you know before it blew up how the heck does he make it back before the flipping island disappears yeah you know what I'm saying because yep. like, that was fairly shortly after that the island just vanishes Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of questions in it. And, and you can't tell if like, you know, she was visiting his grave because he was dead or if she was trying to keep up appearances and mm-hmm. plus her saying that he never made it off the freighter, you know, during the press conference and stuff. Um, it just really leaves a lot of things up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next section I had was, um, In the helicopter, Um, this is right before the whole island moving happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, outside, we kind of hear some sounds that were very similar to the sounds heard at the end of Season 2 when the sky turned purple when Desmond turned the key. Yep, Um, The sky again turns purple, and the island disappears under this huge ripple of water uh, right before the eyes of everyone in the helicopter. And now they have nowhere to land, and they end up crashing into the water. So just, I'd, right. I'd love to hear what you think about the whole island vanishing.
1: Oh, you know, I it sounds it seems to me I, mean, I talked about this whenever you know the whole sky thing did it before you know, and mm-hmm. um, it it seems to me that this is whenever there you know I think I mentioned this, it seems like this is whenever there is a, a ability for something to enter or leave mm-hmm. um, this time zone or where this place you know and. And it just seemed like whatever that energy or whatever that thing would be—I mean, you, you talked about moving the 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 rabbit or whatever—it mm-hmm. seemed like whatever causes that to happen is just crazy intense, yeah. you know. And something is either pushed out or pulled into that time zone, you know. And and that's what made sense to me. You you see this this island, you know, just basically disappear or. Well, actually, what happened was it moved, it moved to a different time, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, um, which, I, I mean, it could be. I, I, know, I mean, I don't understand that whole thing. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> like, why if it moved to a different time, you know, obviously if it's an island and they move, you know, coordinates and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know how that works out. But and another thing, back to gin If gin was in the water, how much of that water is contained by the Dharma? I we saw the Dharma sharks. Right. You know, <laughs> how much of that water right. is actually inside that globe or that sh- that sphere, which makes sense to me now. You know, you see that sphere around in that comic book. Uh-huh. How much of that actually extends out? And I I assume that that now, to me, is whatever happens in the air, if you could physically see it, it would be like a dome that would go around that thing, that anything inside that would be moved or changed. Right. Okay. You know, so there's a good
0: chance that Jen could have been inside that area and moved with it. Just, yeah. uh, Yeah, I see what you mean. So it's like a snow globe, and there's the island plus some water around the edge. And if he Mm -hmm. was within that edge, he would be inside of the snow globe too. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So it crashes. They all manage to get into an emergency raft and they're safe. Um, They spend the evening on the raft and finally see a boat coming. Um, Taking Locke's advice, Jack quickly kind of formulates a plan and says that they're all going to have to lie about what's happened every moment since they crashed on the island. Pretty much word for word what Locke said. And uh, he says, whoever paid to stage the crash of the plane at the bottom of the trench wanted everyone to think they were dead. So what do you think is going to happen when everyone else finds out that it wasn't our plane? What do you think is going to happen to the people we left behind? Mm -hmm. So basically Jack's setting up this situation where um, whoever paid to put that fake plane on the bottom of the ocean wanted everybody to think they were dead. So what do you think that person's going to do when they find out that we got off the island? You know, what's going to happen to everyone who was left behind?
1: Yeah, that was, and that was like reiterating what John had, you know, told him, you know. And um, I just, I mean... You start seeing, like we talked about, kind of the panic in Jack's, like, you know, like mentality, just like, oh, my gosh. You know, Locke Mm -hmm. is right to a certain degree. We are off the island. There's a whole other issue here, you know, that none of us really even thought of, you know.
0: Yeah. 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 So the boat gets to them, and we hear some of the crew calling for a Miss Widmore, and we find out that it's Penny's boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're finally Desmond and Penny are reunited. It was very very cool, and uh, just uh, super emotional, and awesome to finally see that paid off in the show. Oh yeah,
1: definitely definitely great payoff on that. And um, you, you see now, at least I can, I think I can uh, you know confirm the fact that Desmond was the other person, you know, um, that was off the island, the Oceanic Six. Uh, right but well, actually course, no actually yeah. we can't never mind that doesn't that, that, yeah. that theory doesn't hold up to the rest of the i i think honestly like i had said before they 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 claimed aaron as one of them
0: right yeah and that's that's the thing that you're in the, exactly the same position all of us were when we watched this it's kind of like we were waiting to find out who the sixth person was and finally it's like you know through like ABC and all this stuff, we ended up finding out that oh, they're saying Aaron was the sixth person, uh-huh. even though See, I, caught on, I caught on before ABC told you all. See, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like it's kind of like he wasn't a passenger on the plane, you know? Really, I guess. <laughs> so what, how wait, are they You want to get in
1: that debate? When's life start, Evan?
0: No. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to do? No, I, I don't want to get into that debate. But you're right. <laughs> but, but but it's it's kind of like. I don't know. It just like, it seemed like a cop out. It would have been so much more interesting for them to have somebody else, you know, be that sixth person, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Um, They're on the boat for a week formulating their plan and, you know, getting the story straight. And then they're dumped onto the island of Mombata and Desmond stays behind with Penny. Mm Mm-hmm. So the last section I have here, I mean, oh, any comments about the whole like the scenes where it shows them planning, you know, what they're going to say and getting ready to be kind of ejected onto this island and be rescued and all this stuff?
1: No, um, is uh, are you talking? You're talking just as they get onto this boat, correct? Like like just the fact that when they're on on the boat with Penny, mm-hmm. that's all you want me taught to up to that point, right? I didn't know if you wanted right. to go further into the next section or not, because oh, I no, got no, stuff just on the,
0: that. Yeah, the basically the next section I have is right before that. You know, when they get rescued. But yeah, if you have more about them being dumped onto that island and all that stuff, go for it.
1: Well, yeah. Well, before they get rescued, um, you're you're um, well, quote unquote rescued or whatever. You, um, I I just it was really interesting to see. Jack like take the position of like this is what we're going to do let me talk and he tells Penny you know we need to have a conversation you know yeah, like right. like it, it's like I don't know it just seems like to me like Jack is totally convinced now that that this has to happen you know mm-hmm. you know, almost to the point where he is like so loyal to what Locke says that it's very obvious that he realizes that he could have been completely wrong yeah you know, I just thought that was interesting. That like kind role swap there. You know, with Locke or with John, uh, with Locke telling him that, and then um, with uh, Jack being into in position where he's like has to almost, you know, admit defeat and come up with this thing. You know, in front of his peers there. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, we did this. Now we have to do this. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. It's tef- definitely interesting that before he even gets on, you know, gets back home, he's already. Almost a slave to what Locke told him to do. No, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, and he he's all over. He's like, let me do the talking, da 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 da. You know, he's got this thing in his mind, you know, because yeah, I think he I think he blames himself or at least takes the responsibility for whatever this brings because he was the one. that kept saying, I'm the one. I told everybody I was gonna get him off this island. I'm, you know, me, 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 me. So anything that comes mm-hmm. after this point is his fault.
0: Yeah, that's you true. know what I'm saying. It was totally his plan. Yeah. So. So the next so section I've got is in the airplane. Um, uh-huh. As we heard in the clip, the opening clip, there um, the Oceanic Six make it off the island and arrive in Hawaii, you know, where their family and friends are waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, you know, we've been waiting so long for that scene, you know, for right. them to get off the island, be reunited with family and friends, and uh, it was so. Tainted by the fact that it was only a small group of them, and we knew that there was this other group left behind, Mm -hmm. and we didn't know what actually happened to that group because the island, you know, vanished underwater almost. Right. So it was like you could barely even enjoy the fact that they were being reunited with their families.
1: Right. Yeah. That was that was definitely a a weird scene. I mean, even for the even for the the Oceanic Six, it was strange. Mm -hmm. You know, it was bittersweet. But I thought maybe you were going to touch on this, so I'll go back to it. But the fact that Jack even had them, you know, get this wrapped and set off on, like, what was, it, like, a seven-hour, like, float or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was <laughs> yeah. Like... Well, it was it was like he was so so sold out to convincing the world of this story that I mean I mean I'm thinking drop him off like a couple of hours or a half hour off island you know what I'm saying but uh-huh. like for them to have to float you know for that long or paddle that <laughs> long like it just to me it seems so like intense and 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 he, and even even the they were like you sure you want to do this the, you know the people on the boat and he was like yeah we have to do this. You know, and then you right. see that Desmond's thing is that he chose not to be a part of that. And Jack asked him, Are mm-hmm. you sure? So he basically had to disappear and he tells him, You cannot be found.
0: Yeah. Right. You know,
1: and that's that's huge too, you know. It goes back to the to the Widmore thing. Widmore says, You'll never find Penny to uh-huh. Ben. You know? Right. It's like Almost as like this whole time thing starts to like mess with my head again, you know. Like when was that? <laughs> you know how far how right. far in advance was that? You know, was he talking? Was he does Widmore now know that his daughter's with Desmond and completely, you know, not ever going to be found, or is he just, you know, thinking oh, I'm going to take I'm going to make sure my daughter's never never going to be found? You know, um, exactly. But it definitely, yeah, but,
0: and I have no clue.
1: <laughs> so, but that that I linked those two together at that point, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I was like. You know, and then at that point I think, okay, maybe Woodmore's not a jerk. You know, I yeah. mean, I'm like, okay, he's trying to protect his daughter. He knows Desmond's with her. He knows they got off the island. Da da da. You know, Woodmore didn't kill Desmond. He got off the island. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so I I don't know. Anyways, that's that's my little thing on that. That's what I was wondering if you're going to hit on. But the whole thing at the the homecoming, it was just like you said, kind of just awkward and weird, and for Kate even worse because absolutely yeah. nobody was there. You know,
0: right. Yeah, I felt bad for Kate and Saeed. They both were just kind of standing there looking around, didn't really have anybody.
1: Except for Saeed, yeah. yeah. And, and with Kate, though, I think it was kind of like one of those things like oh, nobody's there, but nobody's there. You know, the police aren't there going, yeah. <laughs> you know, about the arrest her, you know.
0: Right, yeah. And, and related to that, you know, she's holding there, and it's kind of like for the first time, you know, she starts to form that bond with him because oh, yeah. he's all she's got, you know yep. he's all, the only thing that she really has off that
6: island.-hmm
0: So later they're giving a press conference, and uh, let's listen to that scene. OK:
4: Based on the location of the wreckage, our best estimate of the crash site is here. From there, the survivors were carried by the ocean's current to here, an uninhabited island in the Lesser Sunda Islands, known as Membata. As you've all read in your briefing books, on day 103, a typhoon washed up the remnants of an Indonesian fishing boat, including basic supplies and a survival raft. On day 108, the remaining six survivors, including Miss Austin's baby, which she gave birth to on the island of Mumbata, used this raft to journey here an island called Sumba. They then came ashore near a village called Manukonga. This photo was taken by the local fishermen who found them. Once it was discovered who they were, they were transported to Honolulu by the US Coast Guard. As you can imagine, this has been an extraordinarily trying experience. They have, however, agreed to answer a few questions. So, ladies and gentlemen, the survivors of oceanic Eight one five.
1: Doctor
5: clarification?
4: Doctor Shepard.
1: Doctor
5: Shepard.
1: Can you tell us what it was like when the plane hit the ocean? Uh, how you survived?
5: Um. It it happened really fast. I remember the impact. I remember the the plane filling up with water. A group of us got to the emergency door and um, got out before it went down.
0: And those of you who survived
5: you swam to the island no we had uh, cushions we had some life jackets we were in the water for over a day before the current took us in by then there was only eight of us left
3: what happened to the other three
5: one of them his name was boone carlisle suffered tremendous internal injuries and died a few days after the crash a woman libby she didn't make it through the first week. Charlie Pace. He he drowned a few weeks before we were able to leave.
7: Mr. Reyes, you were worth more than 150 million dollars at the time of your death. How does it feel to know you're going to get all that money back?
5: I don't want it back, any of it. That money was bad luck.
7: 권선아 씨, 섬에서
4: 사망한 사람 중한 명이 당신의 남편이 맞습니까?
2: somebody translate
7: that? She asked if my husband was one of the people who died on the island.
4: The answer is no. He never made it off the plane.
2: Are you aware of the situation in Iraq, Mr. Jarrah? Do you have any plans to return?
5: There is nothing for me in Iraq.
2: And Mr. Shepherd, now that you are home, what are your plans?
5: I haven't really thought too much about it. Uh, my father died in Sydney. I was bringing him home for the funeral when the plane crashed. Even though the body is, uh, I'd like to put him to rest.
0: Miss Austin, awesome. what was it like giving birth on the island? Scary. Your son, uh, Aaron,
6: how old is
3: he
7: now? He's just a little over five weeks.
0: So that would have made you about six months pregnant when the US Marshal Service apprehended you in Australia for an outstanding
4: murder warrant, is that correct? Uh, I'm afraid Miss Austin's legal issue is off the table.
7: Next question. Mr. Gerard. given the amazing circumstances surrounding the survival of U6, is it possible there are any other survivors from the crash yet to be discovered?
6: No, absolutely not.
0: You did get So, uh, let's see here. They're saying that the plane crashed near the island of Mimbata. Um, mm-hmm. On day 103, a typhoon washed up a boat that contained some supplies they needed to survive. So they're saying that like they were pretty much sunk and didn't have any hope. But a mm-hmm. boat happened to wash up and had everything on it they needed to survive, which seems like a pretty sketchy story to me. Yeah, no kidding, I'm like, okay, and plane
6: uh, <laughs>
1: washes up. Okay, we didn't have any like indication of any plane crashing other than yours. Yeah. You know, I just don't, right. don't really follow that story too much.
0: Yeah. And uh, it says on day one oh eight, the remaining six survivors, including Miss Austin's baby, which she gave to birth which she gave birth to on the island of Mimbata use this raft to journey to an island called Sumba and were photographed getting out of the water. And they show the photo of them basically getting out of the, the ocean. Mm-hmm. And a reporter asked Jack about the plane crash. And he says that he remembers the impact and the plane filling with water. And, uh, he and the others got out before it went down. Uh, they were in the water for over a day before the current took them into shore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there were only eight of them left at that point. One of them, Boone, suffered internal injuries and died. Libby didn't make it through the first week. Charlie drowned a few weeks before they were able to leave. Now this part creeped me out hardcore. Yeah. Because it was so similar to the truth. Um, oh yeah. In a lot of it, ways. It's why like, do you, you Why know, do you pick those Boone, three? Exactly. You yeah. know.
1: It just kind of like and was it's like. like a- it's like it almost kind of set it up as if they are found out, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, but yeah, those guys are really are dead, and they did drown, and one did die really quick, and then the other one got crushed by a plane. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I did yeah, tell you that's truth. true.
0: That's true. So. Because even creeped me out oh, because it's like you just took and condensed the timelines down, but otherwise oh, yeah. it's like you told kind of told the half version of the truth. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and it's almost like. Um, like a part of your, my brain just kind of goes into twilight zone mode. Like maybe he's actually telling the truth and what we've been seeing is like some weird, you know, alternate reality or something. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I love things like that that kind of play with my head and kind of freak me out a little bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Cause he, you know, he even used like their, co- I mean, he didn't say Libby got shot, but the other two, yeah. he definitely gave the cause of death, you know?
0: Yeah. The internal injuries and yeah. drowning and Yeah right yeah he just says Libby didn't make it through the first week which is you know (laughs) right he doesn't say she died some other way he just says Mm -hmm. she didn't make it but yeah I thought that was creepy yeah and another reporter asked Hurley you know how it feels to know he's going to get his millions back and he says he doesn't want it back um another reporter asked son if her husband was one of the people who died on the island she says no he never made it off the plane right Uh and I th- that's, that's another one of those things that just kind of makes me wonder um, what we're supposed to think of that. Right. You know, like, are they covering, are they saying he never made it off the plane because um, he's dead? So they have to come up with a reason why he's dead? Or is there something else that's going on and they're trying to cover up for something? Mm-hmm. So they basically just don't give us any answers as to what happened to him.
1: Right, right. I don't know. Definitely.
0: And And let's see here. Another reporter kind of drills Kate about her being pregnant before the crash, kind of saying, you know, well, if you were pregnant before the crash, that would make you six months pregnant at the time you were arrested and all this stuff. So clearly there are already some people who are skeptical about whether or not Erin is her baby. Right. Yeah, that and was uh, definitely
1: that was kind of uh, interesting because they said that they wouldn't because uh, he also bring you know when she, he brought that up they're like we won't be no there'll be no questions about that you know and right I don't, you yeah, can see Kate definitely getting uncomfortable <laughs> immediately
0: yeah and I think what they said is there'll be no questions about you know Miss Austin's um, criminal exactly something, I forget what they mm-hmm. call it but yeah basically they're trying to avoid any conversation about her being a fugitive right. And finally, a reporter asks if it's possible that there are other survivors still left behind. And Said says, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But uh, directly after the press conference, Saeed finds out that Nadia has shown up and she's waiting for him outside. A really great reunion. Yeah. Um, it would have been awesome if it weren't for the fact that, you know, he would have to tell her. And by the way, I had a pretty meaningless fling with a woman on the island you know, while I was <laughs> waiting right yeah.
1: exactly <laughs> uh, yeah let me tell you about but, this girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead no as i said the, yeah. he's gonna say let me tell you about this girl you know you know it's just like yeah. kind of it's just <laughs> kind of weird i don't know i still can't look at Saeed without thinking about that you know
0: yeah and it's just hard to to, to feel all warm and fuzzy about his reunion with nadia Knowing that he was, you know, so quick to give up on her on the island, and yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we're never getting off, you know, and just deciding yeah. to shack up with Shannon. Like but I said, the only the
1: only way I can justify that is if uh if old Saeed's heart, you know, injury was um was it healed a lot quicker on the island, you know, just like any mm-hmm. other injury. You know, that's the only way <laughs> I can. That's the only way I can justify yeah. it.
0: His miracle healing was the fact that he was able to get over Nadia so quickly. Exactly. On the yes. <laughs> Everybody knows that, that there's that no,
1: there's no pain like love, you know. So.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he was healed instantly. Mm-hmm. What an amazing, amazing healing. <laughs> so, in a flash forward, we pick up. Um, on the scene that we left off with in the season three finale, you know, we have to go back scene. Yeah, And uh, it was cool because this actually completed it and made it make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's listen to that. Okay.
4: We have to go
7: back. We have to go back? Who do you think you are? You call me over and over again for two days straight, stoned on your pills, and then you show up here with an obituary for Jeremy Bentham? When he came to me and I heard what he had to say, I knew he was crazy. But you, you believed him. Yes. Him of all people.
5: Yes, Kate, I did because he said that that was the only way that I could keep you safe. You and Aaron. Don't
7: you say his name. I still have to explain to him why you are not there to read to him, so don't you say his name! forget all the horrible things that happened on the day that we left. How dare you ask me to go back?
0: So we find out that the obituary uh, that Jack was crying over was for a Jeremy Bentham, and of mm-hmm. course, at this time we have no clue who that is, not yet anyway. Right. And um, when he came to me and I heard what he had to say, I knew he was crazy, but you believed him of all people. Um, and Jack says I did because he said that it was the only way I could keep you safe, you and Aaron. and she of course she slaps him hardcore um, because she's basically had to explain to Aaron why Jack's not there. Even though he was for so long, uh, which right. I liked because it's like we finally get a clear picture of what their relationship has been like since they got off mm-hmm. the island, and it's kind of yep. like she and Jack were together; they were basically being the parents to Aaron, and right. Ar- Aaron had kind of gotten attached to Jack, and Jack mm-hmm. just kind of boot, you know, flew out of there.
6: Yeah,
1: yeah, which is you know obviously has to be a fairly like big deal for Jack to mm-hmm. to do. I mean, obviously he loves Kate, obviously probably loves Aaron, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like that's you know, a big deal, you know, so right. whatever he's been told,
0: pretty catastrophic. Right, right. So she says, I've spent the last three years trying to forget all of the horrible things that happened the day we left. How dare you ask me to go back? <sighs> yeah. See. That was interesting
1: because she, she, said, she didn't say all the horrible things that happened on the island she yeah. says all the things that happened the since day we left. we've been ba- you know but then she turned around and says how dare he you ask me to go back mm-hmm. you know it's like kind of I don't know I, don't, I kind of don't understand the language there a right. little bit you know
0: yeah I mean plus I I mean some bad things did happen I guess I mean the, the freighter blowing up and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. it didn't really seem as bad as what you know she was making it sound like I didn't think anyway yeah.
1: Well yeah, but if everything's happened post
0: leaving the island,
1: why would uh-huh. you not want to go back? Is my point.
0: Yeah, why would she not feel the same way Jack does? Right. You know, yeah. cuz she
1: says, you know, I've been all these bad things in the last 3 years, you know. It's like, uh-huh. okay, then you should be on the first flight out. You know. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too because it I mean, from what we've seen at least her relationship with Jack was pretty terrible. I mean, maybe she's just it's because she's, you know, so happy being with Aaron that she doesn't want right. to go back.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's the only thing I can think of is if she goes back, then she's not she's not Aaron's mom anymore. Right. But if she go if she does go back, she can have Jack back. So at this point, I I assume that Aaron's more important to her and than Jack, and that's how she's that's just that's how she's made her life, and that's how she justifies yeah. everything that she does.
0: Right. Right. So later on, Hurley's in the hospital, and Walt's grandmother shows up, and she says that Walt is there to see him. I like this scene a lot. Uh, It was kind of cool to see, you know, Walt nowadays, what he looks like and have, you know, them have a good way to justify using him, even though he is a lot older than he was in seasons one and two, Mm -hmm. you know, and really be able to pull it off in a way that makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, quite a bit older, you know, voice changing, (laughs) you know, but uh, it was cool because it totally makes sense, you know? Yeah. Totally makes sense in the time frame and yeah, right. and Everything. So,
0: now the cool thing is, is way back in season two, I think it was, everybody was asking, you know, where's Walt? When are we going to see Walt again? And everybody was saying, well, you know, how in the world are they going to justify, you know, this kid is a, a really young teenager, so in a period of a year, he could grow, you know, a foot, and how right. in the world are they going to bring him back in any way that's convincing? And the writers mm-hmm. kept saying, you know, we will bring him back, and we have a way to deal with the age difference. And so we right. see this and it's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> nobody was expecting this at all.
1: Yeah. I I saw Walt, well, the actor in in a uh like a uh T V commercial for like some mm-hmm. kind of like food or something. Oh yeah. And my kids were like, Look, they're like, That's Walt and I'm like, right, it is Walt. <laughs> it was just funny 'cause he was like he was like fifteen year old Walt, not kid Walt, you know. Right. And I was like well, that's that's weird. He, you know, he hasn't probably been working for three years, so he took a commercial. You know, what I'm saying it just kind of yeah. it was di- weird to see that. And the, you know, but it was I was like, oh my gosh, how think gonna bring him back? He looks completely different. Yeah. You know, and so right. th- like you said, to see this, it's kind of it's really cool.
0: Yeah. So Walt says he was waiting for one of them to come and see him when they got back off the island, but no one did. But Jeremy Bentham mm-hmm. did. Um. And he says I don't understand why you're all lying about what happened. And Hurley says they're lying because it's the only way to protect everyone that didn't come back. And uh, Walt right. says, like my dad. And Hurley says, yeah, like your dad. Yeah,
1: which, uh, again, kind of messes my head because how does Walt even know that his dad is on this mission? Yeah. You know, it's like he didn't, couldn't talk to him. You know, he couldn't communicate with him because Walt wouldn't see him. And then how you know how would he even know that his dad was gone doing these things? So I don't now you I know. That's, that's a mind. good
0: question. I mean, but um, it could easily be explained because of all the, the weird abilities that we knew lock or Locke, that Walt had in the past. You know, yeah, he could have definitely
1: things like and seen it or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it definitely definitely is a question that I had. I was like, okay, this right. kid has a quite a bit of in, you know. And once again, if Walt has all these abilities to know things that he shouldn't know, could mm-hmm. he not know that his dad was a good dude and just, you know, right. was doing whatever he could for his son? So I don't yeah. know. But anyways, I, that was just kind of one of my Walt yeah. rants.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's some, there some inconsistencies. And I, I mean, it really seems odd to me that they decided to separate Michael and Walt like that. And make it right. seem as though Walt didn't want to be around him because he found out what he did. I mean, that just mm-hmm. doesn't quite. I don't know if I quite buy that. Right. So, Saeed shows up at Hurley's hospital room, you know, to bust him out so he can take him somewhere safe. He says Bentham is dead as of two days ago, and uh, they said it was suicide. Uh, he agrees to leave, and he's and he's getting up to leave, and moves a chess piece, and then he says, "Checkmate, Mister Echo." Did you make anything of that?
1: Well, I mean, for whatever reason, Hurley is now able to see the quote-unquote dead or whatever mm-hmm. they are, you right. know, and they, these people are able to come and see him and talk to him, which you know, kind of, it's kind of makes me think of like Miles. Right. You know, I'm like, okay, so Miles may have been on this island. Miles may be able now to see these people. You know, that's where he got his abilities from. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. so I go back to the whole thing about them. Ha- you know, maybe Miles and all of them had to be together to get back on the island. You know, it's he kind of got that. He's kind of got that whole like ability as well. You know, yeah, because he's seen Charlie before. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Man, I really like the idea of of you know Charlotte and. Miles and Daniel being kind of part of a group of people who had mm-hmm. to go back to the island. You know, just like Jack and them were all supposed to go back to the island. Right. And it that's, made sense really why cool.
1: they would be a lot more emotional about seeing what they saw on TV. Uh-huh. You know, like it, they they would be totally invested
0: obviously. Right. You know. Let's see here. Um, later son shows up at her father's business, you know, and after he makes some really rude remarks about her not understanding what's going on and all this stuff, uh, she tells him that she purchased a controlling interest in his company with her money from oceanic and now he will respect her. Uh, you ruined my husband's life and it's because of you. We were on that plane. She says two people are responsible for his death and you are one of them. I'm going to have my baby and then we're going to discuss the future of this company, our company. Uh mm-hmm. later she oh now let's talk about that whole scene first off. I mean, because okay. we've we've talked before about how shady and uh kind of you know, just how we don't trust son's father. Yeah. And um well now it's like she's going awesome. to have oh go ahead. Oh no! I just
1: said I thought it was awesome that she has controlling interest in his company. Uh-huh. You know, right? You know, like she has the ability to go in there and like change it now. You know, and totally undo what he's done. You know, mm-hmm. and it just totally against what he would he would do as a as a leader of that company. And he has to sit there and watch it. You know, yeah. You know, I just right. thought that was the best. Just you know, best like I don't know revenge you could get on somebody like that.
0: Uh huh. Right. Yeah, I thought that was really great too. But I ha- but I had my concern. I'll t- I'll share that here in a minute. Here, you know, she okay. says she's in London and uh, she has an encounter with Widmore and she talks about how he knows, you know, where they were and what happened to them while they were there. And you and mm-hmm. I have common interests. When you're ready to discuss them, call me. As you know, we're not the only ones who left the island. And he asks why she would want to help him, and she doesn't answer. So I mm-hmm. I kind of got a really eerie feeling about uh Sun in this episode. Like there was always yeah, kind of a I dark side to her.
1: Yeah, I did too. And, and, and the way I rack it up now, I see it two to two. Uh huh. Widmore's got two being Sun and Desmond. Mm-hmm. And Ben's got two being Saeed and Jack. Yeah, and it's like almost a, it's like racking up to be like I told you before, a civil uh-huh. war. Right. You know, these people. And I'm like, I'm kind of freaked out of what might, you know, what could happen here, how this could unfold. Right. You Any know, idea because, what I she mean,
0: means about the common interest that she and Wid- Widmore have?
1: Um, I think, here's my only theory to that, is that if she thinks that maybe there's a chance that Jen could be alive. Right. And getting to that island is is the, um, the only way to find that out. Or... The other side's even darker and sicker, more sick, should I say, is <laughs> she wants to kill the people, too, that are, off that, yeah. island, or that are off that island. Right. Being Jack, because he's the other person responsible for Jen's death.
0: Right. So basically, the scenario one is like, I believe my husband's still alive. You want to get back to the island. So do I, so I can find him. Let's work together. Mm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's cool. my that's my hopes. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other one is that uh, she just so she hates Jack so much that she wants to see him dead, just like Whitmore wants to see the people that you know. Because it sounds to me, if what what uh, uh, Said is to, to, saying to be true, you know that this this person that that they that they know uh, supposedly committed suicide, but they both know that not to be true. That mm-hmm. somebody's starting to pick people off. Yeah. On both sides. Said's doing it for Ben, and it sounds like somebody from Whitmore's side's doing it for him.
0: Right. Now, th- I'll go back to this then. She's, she tells her dad that she thinks two people are responsible for his death, and he's one of them. Who's the other one? I think Jack. Really?
1: Okay. Because la- later, Jack says, um, whenever whenever, um, oh Ben tells him, you all have to go back to the island, every one of right. you. Right. He starts oh, going yeah, through the list. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. And he says, son blames me for Jen's death. Uh, okay, gotcha.
0: Okay, let's see here. Where are we at? Um, yeah, Hurley gets home to a surprise birthday party at which his dad shows him the Camaro. It's a Camaro, right? Yeah, it's Camaro. I'm, not, Sweet I'm not real good with the cars, yeah. <laughs> and he's been restoring it basically in Hurley's honor the whole time he was gone. And uh, mm-hmm. Hurley flips out when he sees the odometer reads, you know, four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two, and runs off. So it's kind of like the mm. beginning of his being crazy.
6: Yeah,
1: yeah. He it, that was a that was a crazy scene. I mean, yeah. it was it was <laughs> crazy to see everybody in the backyard, and, you know, uh-huh. and including the people from the you know Oceanic flight and and. And, you know, it was funny, you know, with him with the whole, like, you know, Jesus, you know. Yeah. It's not like the whispers. It's not like the whispers from the island. I'm sure that's what he thought. Right. You know, he's like, oh, my gosh. You know, and his mom says, Jesus Christ is not a weapon. Yeah. You know, I thought that, that <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. And, it, you know, it's yeah. just, and he goes into this backyard and he has this kind of party, but you can tell that Hurley's not comfortable. You know, yeah. I mean, right. the last person to be able to keep a secret and feel comfortable is Hurley, yeah. you know, and we talked about that before, but. But whenever he sees that odometer, I mean I can imagine, you know, what he had to be thinking. I mean Yeah. Well exactly whatever what I'd be thinking. I mean, if I see those number co- come up on anything, even though this is a fictional show, if it comes up on
0: anything that I have, I'm going to go crazy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> now let's see <laughs> you know. if you were reacted the same way I did about this scene. Um, I was really disappointed to find out that the whispers were just the people at the party. Um, I did I
1: was like I was hoping for something more I really was
0: yeah and and I was thinking because it looked like they were off the island everything was back to normal and I thought oh man it would be so awesome if if they found out that the things that were happening on the island had kind of followed them back to the real world yeah and that they hadn't escaped and that would have been so interesting I mean it may not have ended up very interesting but at the time I was like man I really wish that they would have just carried that out further
1: Well, I got to tell you though, that's me, that's yours and I's like inner, like horror movie, like, like obsession, like (laughs) that's so scary. Those whispers. And if they could have brought that into like the outside world, Uh you know, that would have been, that would have been a cool element for sure. At least I think, you know,
0: because it would have kept them from feeling safe. Like we kind of, it seems like they've escaped from the island and they feel kind of free from everything that happened on the island, except for, you know, feeling like they need to go back. Uh, It would have been really cool if. If they had found out yeah, that exactly. they had, you know, brought something back with them or something.
1: Yeah, that freaked me out. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. It was just a surprise for so, party.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jack finally gets to have a funeral for his father. We're finally to that scene, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones in the episode. And afterwards, you know, a woman approaches him. And let's listen to that scene.
7: You did that well.
5: Had a lot of practice.
7: Excuse me. May I have a word with you? Mr. Shepherd. I'm very sorry for your loss.
5: Thank you. How did you know my father?
7: I believe I'm the reason. He was in Australia when he died. I'm sorry,
5: I don't understand. Why would he have come to see you?
7: Oh, he... he didn't come to see me. I was still in the hospital. I never saw him. He came to see his daughter. My daughter, Mr. Shepherd.
5: My father didn't have a daughter.
7: You did. If you don't believe me, check his phone records. Would you like to know the strangest thing about all this, Mr. Shepherd? My daughter was on your plane too. She was on flight 815. You were in the air for six hours. Probably just a few rows from her. He never even knew she was your sister. She was one of the ones who died when your plane hit the water. Her name was Claire. I didn't mean to burden you with this, but you needed to know. I'm sorry for your loss. Your son is beautiful.
0: Thank you. So let's see here. Uh, she says that she believes she was the reason that Christian Shepherd was in Australia when he died. He mm-hmm. didn't come to see me. I was still in the hospital. He came to see my daughter or his daughter and my daughter. Um, she said, would you like to know the strangest thing about all of this? Uh, my daughter was on your plane, too. She was on flight 815 you were in the air for 6 hours probably just a few a few rows from her and you never even knew she was your sister and i love this scene because it's like so much tension the whole time like because oh, yeah. you're you're you know it's coming and you yep. <laughs> and you're just waiting for the bomb to drop and finally she says you know she was one of the ones who died when your plane hit the water her name was claire oh and yeah. of course jack can hardly handle it it's like you can tell it's like more than he can stand.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jack could just, like, look like, like, um, every time something's awful, like really awful, it's like he yeah. has to throw up. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, yeah. that's his, like, yeah. that's like, oh my gosh, things are bad. I'm going to vomit. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it, but <laughs> Get it, a it, you could yeah. tell he was just so, like, distraught. And, and like, I mean, I could, I mean, I can imagine kind of, you know, what, you know, it, the whole scene, like you said, there was so much like anticipation there and I was yeah. hoping and praying to God that she would say it and she would yeah. walk down there and be like, well, I just wish you could have met her and left. Yeah. I oh, like, man.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Sh- oh man. Man. She was awesome. I wish you could have met her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have <laughs> yeah. been like, okay, this is where I'm going to throw up. Yeah. yeah. No doubt.
0: <laughs> that would have been great if they had done that. So, well, I yeah. just thought you might like to know you had a sister. She's pretty awesome. Wish you could have met her, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. you are moving great, <laughs> and of course, I love I love the the you bringing up Jack's expression whenever something hits him really hard. He he, he kind of <laughs> his head kind of darts back and forth, and he puts his like his hand up to his brow, like he's oh, yeah. trying to trying to keep his brain from falling out of the front of his skull. Exactly, or it's and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is a good I'm actor. Actually, but, yeah. yo, he's
1: a great actor. I'm actually trying to do that in my life more. That same expression. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's like, we need to get gas. And I just go straight into that, you know, and <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, it adds a whole new element to my like life, you know, just that <laughs> whole, like,
0: I'm going to vomit. We need gas, you know, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah, the that's show for awesome. that. <laughs> and so to, to top it all off, she walks over to Kate, who's holding Aaron and says, you know, oh, your, your, your son is beautiful, you know, right. uh, just awesome scene. I think it's probably my favorite scene in the whole finale. It's just, Oh, it was,
1: yeah, it was, that was brilliant.
0: Let's see here. Uh, in a dream, let's, let's, before we go there, I want to make sure we explore this whole Jack finding out that Claire was his sister thing as much as we can. That's, that's huge. So, yeah. So as soon, the moment he gets back and has that funeral from then on, he knows that Aaron is his nephew. Mm-hmm. So that explains his uneasiness about being around him. And that's why he didn't want to be around Kate for a while. Um, Partly he got over that part. But. Uh,
1: yeah. Partly. However, it does, it, it does to me kind of bring up a whole another mystery of like, okay, it's your, it's your, um, uh, he's, he's related to you. It's, it's your nephew. You know, of mm-hmm. course you want to be around him and make sure he's okay. But it also brings up that other part, which I'm trying to think timeline here. Uh, I think it it may be after that where he says, you're not even related to him, you know, that scene. Right. And we now know, okay, he does know, uh, you know, he's uh, he's Aaron. Right. You know, right.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it it has to be hard, too, because I imagine the main reason he doesn't want to be around him is because it makes him hard for him to keep up this lie that they've been telling. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, every time he looks at Aaron, he knows, remembers that Claire is his sister and, you know, who knows what happened to her. And that probably pushes him over the edge even more. And that's what eventually gets him to the point where he's on pills and is talking about needing to get back because he just, it's like a huge piece of unfinished business that he needs some closure on. If she's still alive and he's, you know, he's in some other part of the world he needs to get with her and and talk about it and figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Yeah, and I think and maybe probably part of his misery also is the fact that um, his official t- title would be Uncle Dad, and that's yeah. only like that's only like <laughs> Who acceptable. Could with that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you know, that can only happen like in some pretty like you know dysfunctional families. So yeah. you, know, <laughs> you can't you can't go through life with being Uncle Dad. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it does help me understand a lot of of how he's really so messed up. Oh now. yeah. I oh mean, gosh. You imagine out,
1: looking at him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just crazy. Okay. So moving along here, um, in a dream, Kate is kind of awakened in the middle of the night by a phone call. That sounds like someone talking backwards. I didn't bother to reverse it to see what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it did sound like somebody talking backwards. Oh, it and did. She, definitely. Yeah. She grabs a gun and goes into Aaron's room. It's a big gun too. I mean, this is like dirty hair. Pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was like a I mean, why does she have a gun like that? No kidding. And, uh,
1: I mean, like that that's pretty massive, but the that you know <laughs> what that like you said before with the scene with Hurley, like it was kind of like it was exciting to hear that type of weirdness again, you know. Mhm. Uh, almost yeah. like the whispers again, you know.
0: Right. And I guess there is we'll talk about that in a minute, but don't let me forget. Um okay. so she grabs the gun, she goes into Aaron's room and there's Claire leaning over Aaron. Who tells Kate Scary. not to bring him back? Don't you dare bring him back! Oh my gosh! So maybe there is something that followed them back from that island, because there's a lot of yeah. people seeing people that shouldn't be there. Almost definitely, like it goes. I mean, it just makes me think
1: so much about that projection thing. You know, does you he ever see people that are, you know? You know, say, or what is it? Ever? Yeah. ever see he people ever where they, somewhere where he wasn't supposed to should, be? Yeah. Yeah, like, that crap seems totally linked to this island. You know what I'm saying? And, uh-huh. and now they're able to see that, and, you know. So I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I, when I was seeing, you know, Claire, I, I mean, I just got about got sick. I got the whole Jack expression, you know, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. started rocking my head yeah, the, back and forth. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, so, but that was so, and, and the fact that she's, at, the mom says, don't
0: you dare bring him back. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's
1: saying, don't you dare bring him back to me.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know, well, that's the thing though. Is, I mean right now we don't know if if this is just um you know Kate feeling guilty about having Aaron and actually considering taking him back to the island, mm-hmm. or if this is actually Claire visiting Kate, you know somehow and telling her right. not to bring him back,
1: yeah, but you know it's a, that's a thing it's like whatever it is in Kate's mind. It's the convincing no to going back, you know. Yeah. So just as much as Jack is saying we have to, she in her mind has already made up her mind due, due to this this dream or if it was just some kind of dream, you know. You, you got this You got this dream and it's, I mean people do this stuff all the time. They're like, no, I'm not supposed to because of this. And it's something they fabricate in their own mind, but it doesn't matter. They yeah. believe it, right, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of which
0: way it goes. It seems like Kate's Kate's definitely going to be a hard, hard sell to go back to that place. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack again shows up at the funeral home scene in the previous episode, or in a previous episode. I guess when was that we saw that? Was that the end of season three when he pulled up in front yeah. of the funeral home and went in? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Okay. I think it was. I, I, uh, so we now know that Jeremy Bentham is the man in the coffin that he went to see, mm-hmm. but we don't really know who that is yet. And uh, Jack breaks into the funeral home, opens the coffin, and moments later, Ben shows up. And let's listen to that scene real quickly because it's very important. Mm Okay.
3: Hello, Jack. Sorry. Didn't mean to scare you. Did he tell you that I was off the island? Yes, he did. When did you speak to him?
5: About a month ago. And Kate? Yeah. Yeah, he came to see her, too.
3: And what did he say to you?
5: He told me that after I left the island, some very bad things happened. And he told me that it was my fault for leaving. He said that I had to come back.
3: I guess I heard that you've been flying on passenger planes. Hoping that you'd crash. It's dark, Jack. Very dark. Why are you here? I'm here to tell you that the island won't let you come alone. All of you have to go back.
5: Are you...? And Said, Saeed, I don't even know where Saeed is. Hurley... is insane. Son blames me for... And Kate... She won't even talk to me
3: anymore. Perhaps I can help you with that. This is the way it has to be, Jack. It's the only way. You have to do it together, all of you. Oh. I have a few ideas. Jack. I said all of you. What are going to have to bring him to.
0: So let's see here. Uh, Jack spoke to Jeremy Bentham about a month ago, and he told Jack that after he left the island, some very bad things happened. And he told him it was his fault for leaving, and he said that Jack had to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Ben says, I'm here to tell you that the island won't let you come alone all of you have to go back. And he says, you know, he lists all of the Jack lists, all of the reasons why the others won't listen to him and why they won't come. And like you said earlier, he says the son blames him for Jen's death. Right. And uh, Ben says he has a few ideas for how to get them all to agree to come. So again, Ben has a plan for getting them all no, to come course. back. And he says, I said, all of you were going to have to bring him to and looks over at Jeremy Bentham and, of course, then we find out that Locke is Jeremy Bentham.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I remember saying it could only be one of two people, Ben or Locke. Right. You know, uh, because those are the only two that wouldn't have family members to come see him. Mm-hmm. You know. But the fact that it's Locke, I mean, like, I was just like, I don't, I mean... I, I I thought it to be possibly one of those two, and I didn't want it to be the one of those two. But yeah. I told Nat, uh, my wife, I said, um, I said, if if Ben is, I mean, Locke is actually dead, they will have to spend the rest of the 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 whole show mm-hmm. showing that how because you cannot have a show lost without Locke. Right. Yeah. You know. Well. And what, I just it devastated me that he would be dead.
0: Yeah. It's it's so intriguing, man. I mean. I want to know why was he going by the name Jeremy Bentham? Uh, mm-hmm. Why, you know, he shows up and visits. I mean, let's go back and kind of fill in some pieces here. I mean, he go, he shows up and, you know, and sh- visits them individually, basically tell mm-hmm. them they all have to come back to the island. Um, so first off, Locke somehow has left the island. Right. And even though Ben told us before, you know, once you leave, you can never come back. Right. So he's yeah. left. I don't
1: know. Like, I was, I was trying to think on that. I was like, maybe he has gotten some kind of, like, ability through Jacob to come and go, you True. know. But then I'm like, if not, though, he, he stuck unless him getting back, only he what he could get back is if he brought those others back. Right. You know, it was like some kind of circumstances to him coming back, you know? Sure. Because obviously there is a way to go back because he's telling these other people they have to.
0: Well, right, but they left a different way. Like Ben was getting ready to leave, you know, by turning that wheel. And uh, he clearly said, you know, well, I guess, I guess there is a little bit of room to wonder um, if there are ways you can leave the island and still come back. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, either way he's left the island for whatever reason to try to bring, get all these people to agree to come back to the island and somehow mm-hmm. or other ends up dead.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So well, I,
1: I'm just only, thing I can tell you is that I hate the fact that he's dead, that it seems that he's dead. And I yeah. hate that it just yeah. for what I mean, because to me it's just a killer because he has worked so hard to be on this island and right. he loves it, and he's found found his own, and for it to all be short-sighted, mm-hmm. you know, and for him, you know, just to fall victim to this, you know, whatever game that's going on, you know, I just, oh, I hate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, just totally, it changes everything. <laughs> and it's hard I to mean, imagine. The only way I could, go ahead. It's hard to imagine what could happen in season five, you know, Oh, yeah, in light of this this information
1: well, and the way i I now my wife and I started talking
0: about it, and I said,
1: you know the only way I could justify there see something happen here is okay, they bring Locke back, and he's magically back alive mm-hmm. because of him you know tra- going back to this place, you know, which eh, it could happen, I mean you know, and that to me is justification, you know he goes back there and he's just they just bury him I'm like. Oh, I hate this. You yeah. Know. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Well, is, is there anything else we need to, to recap here on the episode before we get on to voicemails and stuff here? Um, I don't think
1: so. Um, I'm interested to see what Ben's plan is to get everybody else back. And, right. You know, it's just a lot of mystery and, and it, just an amazing, amazing, amazing f- season finale.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, uh, I think. It's definitely the best season finale. I mean, it may not be the most mysterious. I think season one's finale, you know, finding the hatch, staring down into it, is probably a bigger mystery. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. It's a close tie. I think for me between yeah. this this yeah. one and the season one finale. But yeah, I mean, uh, let's just move on to our voicemails here. First off, I've got to apologize uh, for whatever reason Skype wasn't sending me v- emails for new voicemails. So we had a pile of of, uh, voicemails here from pretty much back through the beginning of season four, um, which I thought would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it would be kind of cool to listen to those now because it'll give us a chance to uh, readdress some of those episodes and just kind of touch on them again and kind of refresh things. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to be able to discuss those a little bit. So let's dig into those.
8: Hi, this is Robert from Miami. Um, I'm calling in regard to your last podcast. By the way, love your podcast. Love you um, living, old, lost uh, episodes. But it was mentioned that there was possibly the reason why Desmond is having these um, connections with Charlie is because he, you know, saw him off-island and he didn't see any the other um, losses off-island. But remember, he had more interaction with Jack than he did with Charlie. Charlie was just a quick thing. Um, on the street, but Jack, he actually had a conversation with him um, in the stadium. Uh, also, as far as um, the last episode coming up, I prefer if you just do it all two hours, all on Sunday. Um, it's short to, for three more days to hear your reaction to the second part of the episode. But uh, don't mind if it's posted or, or put uh, on the your podcast. You're doing a great job
9: right here.
0: Of so, what do you think? I remember us having this conversation about um, why was Desmond able to see Charlie's future, but no one else's, and what we had we had kind of made the assumption that maybe it was because he had that. Interaction with Charlie in the past mm-hmm. when he went back in time. Right, yeah, I
1: remember. us talking about that. We said that, that. I mean, it was kind of our
0: theory that maybe
1: that's why he brought that forward was because he had that that uh, interaction on his uh, on on Desmond's flash forward. He had that interaction with Charlie, and um, I get I get what the color was saying about the interaction with um, Jack as well. However, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember back. I, I was trying to look back and say, is the is the uh, was the flash forward was did he see jack in that too or was it just just in the past you know what i'm saying it was just in the past that's what I, that's yeah, what i'm just in I, the past that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that the difference is is that there was actually a interaction with someone in that that flash forward or back you know whenever when yeah. desmond went back he only he only had that kind con- or a little moment with charlie you know and he almost it almost seems like he brought that forward with him that's the only thing i could think of yeah. you know
0: that's my thinking too that basically um, you know he saw Jack in the past for real like it wasn't something that was changed because he revisited right it was actually what happened the first time With whereas with Charlie the only reason he saw him in the past at least you know from what we can tell is because he went back a second time right exactly yeah but Robert thank you so much for your comments that's a awesome thought I hadn't considered that actually when we talked about it last time and here's another
10: voicemail Hey guys, this is Devin from uh, California, and um, I'm Diggy or D-I-G-Y on the forum, and I just listened to uh, Through Looking Class Part 1, and you guys mentioned Sawyer, and I had kind of a question, wanted wanted to know what you guys thought about it. It seemed like previously, in previous seasons, and even through Season 3, that a lot of people seemed to die once they got their issues pre-island figured out or solved. And uh, Sawyer seemed to get his out of the way in the brig, which you guys brought up after he killed, um, I guess, the original Sawyer. So my question was, I mean, do you think that he actually... That was actually... I mean, his issue seemed to be from episode one had to do with this guy and his letter. And once he got that out of the way, that seemed to be his big problem, I suppose. Do you guys think that was actually true. I mean, maybe there's something else about Sawyer we don't know that he needs to resolve on the island. Um, or maybe he wasn't supposed to kill the original Sawyer. He was supposed to let him live. And because he killed him, maybe he can't get his problems resolved. I don't know. And my other question was who you guys think the ultimate evil in the series, I guess, is so far? I mean, right now we know about, obviously we know Ben, and now we know about Jacob. I mean, do you think that Ben is the ultimate bad guy that everybody's going to have to face. Or, if, I mean, I think it would be interesting if Jacob actually was, if you think about it, he was trying to get help from John Locke, who, in my opinion, is kind of uh, willing to help people, even though he shouldn't. I mean, he's been following Ben around, around like a puppy dog and ends up getting shot because of it. I mean, do you think that Jacob knew this? He he's like, you know, if, if I talk to John Locke and, and make him think that he's special by not letting, uh, ben know what I'm saying till maybe John will help me and maybe we'll get the whole situation under control. I don't know. I mean, I mean there's other people you guys want to throw in there. I mean, you could throw in a Dharma initiative. You can throw in someone else, which I'm not going to mention is
9: because of her
10: name, but, um, they could actually be the ultimate evil as well. But, um, I'm just kind of curious what you guys thought on that. And of course you can use this on the show.
0: Thanks very much, Devin. Some awesome points there. So he's talking about, you know, Sawyer, The fact that he kind of, you know, he seemed to work out his issues, Mm -hmm. which in this case was, you know, the whole real Sawyer and the effect he had had on his life in the past. Right. Um, But, you know, was that actually his big issue that he was trying to resolve or was there something else that we don't know about?
1: Yeah, that's I mean, that's a. On the surface, I mean, I, I guess if if you ask Sawyer, I bet he would say my issue is I haven't found the real Sawyer, you know, but I don't think that yeah. I don't think that that's Sawyer's issue. I, I think there's I mean, the fact that he killed him, I think, becomes part of his issue. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just uh, it might have helped him resolve something in his own mind, but um, Mm -hmm. in in actuality, there's still a lot of uh, you know work to be done there. Uh, But we are seeing a progression, you know, just in who Sawyer is is and things like that. And I think he's getting closer to resolving those issues of uh, of Sawyer. You know?
0: Yeah, and that's he kind of addressed that in the second part of his his message about. You know, maybe he wasn't supposed to kill right. the real Sawyer, and that was part of his whole issue—that he was supposed to work out, getting over this desire mm-hmm. to get the revenge. Right, was his real issue, and now that he gave in and you know killed the real Sawyer, uh, he may never be able to actually work that out. Yeah, he's kind of took up his very last chance and just kind of has to suffer the consequences. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's very true. I mean, I, you know, I—I I don't know. I don't. I, in my opinion, I don't know that that was the the ultimate end of the, you know, the possible redemption, especially on this island. I think the island's like, no, we will not give up on you. I mean, you know, like I said, it's kind of got that, I've mentioned this before, but it's got that real God element to it, you know, in a sense. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no matter what, you know, they won't give up on you. It'll continue to give you chances and grace. And, you know, and it's just like, okay, it's like, okay, you messed this one up. That was a big one, but we'll see what happens next time, you know?
0: Yeah, right, right. And of course, the second part of his message was about you know who is the ultimate bad guy, kind of mm-hmm. the the final you know boss. I guess you could say that they're going to have to de- everybody's going to have to defeat. Any thoughts on that? Man, I don't know.
1: It's like you know, from <laughs> each episode to episode, I think somebody else is good or somebody else is bad, or I, I like mm-hmm. a character then I hate a character. So you know, his theory about Jacob being it could possibly be the – You know, the big evil, you know, trying to trick John into, which, you know, makes total sense because John's that person that, given the opportunity, will you just jump at it really much, anything, you know? So, uh, you know, everybody on the island has pretty much used John in that capacity, you know? So, for Jacob to be, do the same thing, I could definitely see that being the case.
0: Yeah, I really like the idea of of Jacob kind kind of being the mastermind behind everything. Yeah. And kind of using Locke to orchestrate all of these events in some way. Right. I think that's a a really cool idea. Definitely. Well, let's move on to the next one here.
11: Hey, Anton and Evan. It's Jed from Des Moines. I just finished listening to Through the Looking Glass, the season three finale, the second episode you guys did about it. And frankly, I I was driving to work, and I really wish we could have a two-way street when you guys do these because so many things I wanted to talk to you about, so many things I wanted to say while you were talking just what a great conversation you guys had. I loved it. Thank you very much. The this, this show you do is so amazing to listen to because you, you just delve so deeply into these things and have so many interesting insights. And to hear Anton talk about this, um, just and just remembering myself how it was watching it for the first time, it's so much fun. Thank you for the show. But uh, a few points. Um, Charlie's death, it, it killed me to see Charlie die. Um, You guys talked about how he died and thinking about how that scene works. It is tough. I think I agree that he was sort of protecting Desmond. He was fated to die. He was accepting that. Um, And then when Mikhail um, blew up the hole, I thought to myself why doesn't Charlie get out there as well. Um, uh, The Mikhail thing, I, I didn't think he had scuba gear on. I thought he just had some goggles on. And I think that I mean, he held the grenade there, so he, he just kind of blew up with the grenade, too. But, you know, now, who knows on this show? Mikhail could come out of nowhere. I, I don't know. Um, but one thing that really bugs me is the Greatest Hits note. From Greatest Hits, Charlie writes this big, long note of his greatest moments. And the last one, the big one, is about meeting Claire. And it's a very important thing. He leaves his ring at Aaron's cradle. Um, and you've watched the beginning and the end by now. And you know that Desmond does not give this note – to Clare, and this just drives me crazy. Uh, I haven't written. I've written once to the creators of Lost, and this was my question: Why did they not get this note delivered to Claire? There, there, there's no closure to that at all. Charlie gave his life. He he left this amazing note for her, and it hasn't been read, and that just kills me inside. It makes me so sad. Um, I want to say something about the ending to You know, it ended. And my world was flipped. I was like uh, Evan, and had no idea it was going to happen. We had to wait nine months, Anton. Nine months or eight months? I can't remember. Uh, in that time, there was a friggin' writer strike. All right, they had started production on Lost, and there was a writer strike, and the world of production in Hollywood and in Hawaii stopped completely. And it was we weren't going to get our Lost. We it was a touch and go for a long time. They shot a few episodes, I think. But that's why it's a truncated season. That's why there's only 13 episodes. It was supposed to be 16, I believe. But uh, we were I was freaking out that that, that I was not going to get my loss fixed. I wasn't going to see the ending of how in the world they got off this island. Um, and I just wanted one more thing. The sense of dread you brought up about the end. Finally, Evan, I think Anton is exactly where we are. He's sad now. He's understanding that the this, this show is coming to a close. And this is the end game starting, fourth season, fifth season, sixth season. And that's it. No more loss. And I think we're all in that same place now. We don't want it to end. It's so much fun. We don't want, we don't want an X-Files where the thing peters out and it's not good at the end. We want a high-quality show. But it's so sad because what are we going to do? Loss is over. Nothing more to talk about. I don't know. Guys, fantastic episode. Thank you so much for doing this show. Take care.
0: Thank you so much, Jed. Uh, that awesome voicemail. I mean, I really appreciate your compliments about the show. And uh, it's amazing to have had you along with us this whole way and uh, really going through the process Definitely. with us. And, you know, pretty much since the very beginning. And I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you listening. Um, I also wish we had more of a two-way street. It would be awesome if there was a really yeah. good way for us to have a real-time you know conversation with a large group you know i know we could use talk shoe or something like that but you know with with anton being you know <laughs> not quite caught up it's a little scary and difficult to do those real-time yeah conversations so <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe season six we can actually do some you know real-time stuff with everybody yeah, That'd be cool. yeah i think That'd that be would really be cool.
0: really cool
6: yeah
0: and um, um let's see oh go ahead I was just going to say, he
1: brought up some really, really, really good points. Uh, uh-huh. You know, um, just the one that this stands out to me, and I'm sure we'll go back through some of these, but the fact that, that uh, they never give the greatest hits to Claire. Like, uh-huh. to be honest with you, I didn't even pick up on it because. Me either. Because I think maybe because we were recording these and we were you know this the way it was set up to, uh, for the recording i I don't think that I actually I was paying more attention to what was going on around around it rather than that, like the news mm-hmm. that was gonna get to Claire rather than the the great the greatest hits no. you know, right. but now that Jed has told me this, I am totally frustrated uh-huh. <laughs> and, I, exactly. and I'm like I'm like <laughs> now I gotta know now I'm thinking, okay, that's why Charlie's haunting everybody because somebody's gonna get Claire this dang letter, you know,
0: yeah. I, mean, I I did not realize it until I heard his his voicemail. Um, like I totally forgot about it, and I assume it's because Desmond dove into the water and that you know piece of paper was in his pocket. It probably didn't make it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. I mean I I mean I guess how could they you know how could they have writer said well let's find a ziploc bag, put it in there. But you know before as before this thing you know before he goes out of the the. the station there you know so protect his letter and you're right I, It probably got ruined to a certain mm-hmm. degree but at least have desmond go up and say look he wrote you you know his greatest hits and you know he wanted you to have it however i don't you know it, I, I was in the water it's gone but i want you to know that he did write you this letter saying how much you meant to him you know something something to that effect but not just claire charlie's dead you know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. you know, it's just, I don't know why I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger on <laughs> I mean, it for some reason I I just like the Govan data, you know, for some reason when I do Desmond, but uh, but yeah, I'm totally frustrated now with with the fact that she didn't get that that <laughs> ladder. or the ring. and and,
0: may, and it could be they're saving that too. I mean, it it very that's well true. could be that they're gonna wait and at some point she'll get that. Vin- you know, at some
1: point Vincent's gonna be coming running out of the jungle with it in his mouth. Yeah, that's that's, that's what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> And then a Scooby-Doo type voice to be like, you know, don't forget this, you know. Yes, exactly. Kind of <laughs> with, 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 yeah. It's going
1: to be perfectly coiled up with the ring around it.
0: That's yeah, exactly. how they're going to do it. That'd be so. like, yeah, a post-mortem proposal or something. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that'd be the, the only way they could make up for it, I think. Right, definitely. So, so let's see here. Um, oh, yeah, he brought up a great point that I had meant to kind of mention before. After the season, you know, three finale you know mm-hmm. we, of course we already had a huge hiatus anyway right but then after that you know during that the writer strike came up and so then all of a sudden there were these questions about well there may not even be any lost episodes or you know at the very least there aren't going to be nearly as many as we thought there were going to be so there were Dumb. you know a lot of us really wondering you know if the full story of lost was going to get told and if so you know what kind of format and how long would we have to wait to get it Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys definitely had the you know the short stick on this one because <laughs> I didn't have that, and I probably would have went nuts. I mean, seriously, when I commit to something, I complete, I complete, I can, you know, yeah, commit completely. Right. And, and yeah. it's like if that would have happened to me, I just would have been like, I would have been so frustrated it, i'll tell you how bad i am about this stuff when i like in the 80s and stuff like that i collected baseball cards like it was my my, my job and uh-huh. like i had every box set when the when yeah. they went on strike i quit watching baseball and everything quit collecting cards i've not liked baseball since somebody says Oh you know something's something, about baseball i'm like who cares even now yeah. <laughs> so i'm so glad i didn't have to deal with that
0: yeah no doubt so. And of course, the final thing in his message was about, you know, the whole sense of dread about the end of this series. And uh, it still hasn't quite hit me that this show is going to end. And, and I probably won't watch TV much after that. It's, uh, but it is like an impending, you know, doom that's coming. And, uh, right, I'm glad, right I'm thankful we have another whole, you know, we have two seasons left to watch ourselves. Right. I'm thankful for that. But, uh, after that, I mean, I don't know what the heck we're going to do. <laughs>
1: I told you a while back when I thought about it, I'm definitely going to be moving to some sort of island and becoming like a, a lost community by myself yeah, if I yeah, have to Yeah, we could
0: we could kind of kinda of like they do with, you know, Star Wars and stuff, how they kind of reenact the shows yes. and dress up like the people and we could right. go and like, we could dress up like the the characters exactly. show or something. Exactly. No more I, I wouldn't like be surprised. If that happens.
1: Oh, you're probably right. It probably would happen. I mean it could happen for sure. Yeah. It sounds a little bit crazy, but I might I might join. I don't know. As yeah. long as they don't have Kool-Aid for me to drink, I may go.
0: Yeah. Which character would you dress up as if if they did something like that?
1: I mean, I cut my hair short, so like I, I kind of want to think that I I can kind of pull off Jack, but I'm yeah. not nearly as good-looking as that guy. So I might <laughs> I might, I might have to looking. be I might have to be one of those guys. Thank you. I might have to be one of those guys <laughs> that weren't really like like a part of the show, just roam around the back. But you know, as long as oh. I'm part of it, I'm cool, you know.
0: One of
1: the, be the prop guys that's just kind of an extra. Yes, yeah, so I'm just an extra. or I just yeah. don't want to be the annoying couple. I almost not get yeah, cast no as doubt. the annoying couple that gets eaten by you know, spiders and buried alive. <laughs> uh, that's, that's it, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But, so, well, let's uh, see know. here. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to tell everyone. Uh, Jed has actually started um, a Lost podcast. It's actually a vidcast. It's all done in video. And for those of you who don't know, Jed is like this... Amazing video guru. And uh, it's called Losties with Jed and Kara. And uh, you can go to their website over at Losties with Jed com. Again, that's Losties with Jed Kara.blogspot.com. And that's Kara with a C. C A R A. Kara with a C. And they actually, um, he told me that they. You know, they record an episode every week after the episode of Lost, and it's very creative stuff. Like, this isn't just two people talking about the episode. It's kind of like a glimpse into their lives, and there's some Lost stuff thrown in. Um, But it's very well made. You know, there's stuff with them going through the, the store, the shopping market, you know, like talking to each other about Lost while they're going through. But just super intelligent, super funny Um, and just so personal and he puts a lot of time into it. And I'm sure anyone that loves lost is going to absolutely love their show. Lost with Jed and Kara. So definitely check that out. Yeah,
1: definitely. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to our next voicemail here. Okay.
8: Hi, Anton and Evan. This is Brendan in Alabama again. Uh, and I was just calling about, uh, the episode confirmed dead. Um, just one little thing that I, that I've heard. And, uh, I didn't notice this. Uh, I, I don't remember where I heard it or if I read it or whatever. But in when Miles goes to the woman's house, uh, when we first see his uh, flashback, and he goes to the woman's house to 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 go upstairs and to do his Ghostbuster thing. We see uh, some pictures on the wall, and he goes upstairs. He does his Ghostbuster thing. Gets the the money and the drugs, and comes back downstairs. um, Well, the pictures have changed. uh, I never noticed this before, but the pictures have changed. They're less Uh, expensive-looking. They make an effort. Whoever uh, shot the episode makes an effort to show us the picture of the boy and how different it is, and Miles looks over at the pictures after he talks to the woman he's about to leave, and he knows he's changed something. And I was wondering your thoughts on that. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Thanks so much, Brandon. I actually checked that out. Um, I had never heard of that before, um, about the lecture, the pictures changing from what I could remember, um, but I did watch it myself again, you know, just now to, to see if I could pick that up, and I didn't. I mean, there were really two photos um, that were kind of focused on, uh, both before he went upstairs and after he went upstairs, the main one was a picture of her grandson, um, Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, it looked like it was outside. I couldn't tell what was in the background, but it was the same picture both before and after from what I could tell. So I did not see anything change. I'll have to look that up online though and see if I can find anything else about that.
1: It, I mean, I, I get, kind of get what they're saying, because he does kind of look back at the wall and kind of get this weird look on his face. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if they, if they did change it, you know, I could understand why Miles might have that weird look. I just always assumed that he looked at it because it was this, the grandson or whatever that, you know, he just stole the money off of, you know. Right. So, but interesting thought. Definitely kind of spooked me out just
0: thinking about it. Actually, I'll just look this up here on Lostpedia here. And, um, okay. Okay. There is a note about it that says when Miles heads up the stairs to have his discussion with the ghost, the pictures on the wall can be seen in wooden frames. When Miles comes back down the stairs, the frames of the pictures have changed to synthetic brass. Additionally, the picture the camera centers on is bigger in the second scene. It also appears that the photos, not only the frames surrounding the focal point, have also been changed. Most notably, the photo to the left of the focal point photo in one, it shows a young man entering a car. In the other scene, it appears to be something completely different. Among fans, it is debated if this changing of the frames and pictures is important or simply a prop error. So, yeah, I guess the changes were more subtle than I thought they would be. Okay. Well, that's, that's,
1: that's interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, actually, yeah, now that I look at the – I took screen caps of the different things, and it's real subtle. But, yeah, there's the frames are totally different from one to huh. the other that's yeah that's, I'm kind, that's of with, kind, of I'm kind of with the
1: writer <laughs> yeah it is I'm, I'm kind of wondering though is it one of those things where it's just like a sloppy you know props or or actually intentional
0: you know well but that's the thing though if it were a prop error I mean why would like if they're done shooting for yeah the day, why would they're, they redo they're it gonna come back the next yeah. day why would they take all the photos off the wall that's and true you let alone take them out of the frames right yeah no it seems like it's intentional that's for sure yeah so that's, that's just creepy I mean I don't know what to make of it um, yeah
1: it seems like the like the the caller said like he somehow changed something mm-hmm. by having that having that little conversation you know like like him doing that altered the present time somehow
0: yeah yeah man you i know? mean unless there's some implication of some time travel going on like the woman has the same photos but she's updated the frames kind of a thing yeah yeah that's true i i don't know Man, that's, that's crazy, though. I don't know how I had never heard of that one before. It's but thanks good. so much, Brandon, for sending that in. That's, uh, that's so awesome. Uh, we had one other voicemail that I, I debated whether or not to play it yet. Uh, it was from uh, a Lynn in Nashville, and he had some amazing information. Um, I'll, I'll kind of recap briefly here. Then later on, uh, maybe after we're finished with season five and ready for the hiatus, uh, we'll go into it in more you know, more depth. Basically, he talked about um, the experience, you know, those of us who watched Lost from the beginning had, or at least, you know, pretty early on, and like there was all this extra, extra stuff out there to kind of supplement the show. Uh, some things like the there was this whole Lost um, ARG, which is like, I think they, it stands for like alternate reality game or something like that, but I, I forget. Um, but basically, it's like during the hiatus, you could sign up and kind of play this game where you would solve puzzles uh, you would get clues um, they would have videos that would explain things about the show um, explain some of the mythology and where it made a lot more sense now I avoided a lot of that stuff because even though it was official information um, I didn't want the show to be spoiled you know I didn't want to find out those little bits before the storyline actually got to them But uh, he lays out this huge roadmap of basically all of these different sources of outside information that is part of the story of Lost, but it's not actually, you know, something that we see on the TV every week. Right. And um, it's kind of basically uh, we're going to use it as a guide for this hiatus about the things that we can look into, um, you know, maybe just kind of taking all of those different resources and condensing them down, and making them all easily available so people don't have to search around for them and don't have to you know spend weeks playing a you know a reality game of some sort to get that information so that all of that being said it was a great email or voicemail it was awesome i mean about ten minutes long with some amazing information that he totally pulled off the top of his head i was so impressed Um, but for the sake of time um, i just i'll save that for now and just let you know that um, it was a great voicemail with some great information and it's going to be very key in giving us some good content through the hiatus. So with that being said, thank you all so much for your voicemails. I'm um, Again, I'm very sorry that I wasn't aware that they were being left. I'm not sure why Skype stopped sending me emails to let me know that voicemails had been left, but now I'll just start checking on a regular basis again and uh, hopefully we won't have a backlog of voicemails again. Let's see here. I think we had a forum comment uh, that I wanted to check okay. in on here. The Long Con writes, Hey, I just wanted to point out that the reason Jack got sick was not crappy writing, but maybe the island wanted Jack to stay on the island. As Rose pointed out, people get, pe- or people get better, not sick on this island. We have seen the island stop Michael from killing himself, so it is possible that the island can make people sick. And that was in um, I forget which episode that was, just a couple of episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely. Um, but but that that comment was left after we were done recording. But I wanted to go back and and cover that because it totally changed my mind about that whole Jack getting sick scenario. Yeah,
1: yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't the island rejecting him as as it kind of insinuated with Ro, you know Rose's comment. It could be taken the other way mm-hmm. that the island's trying to keep him, and if they can't slow Jack down by just you know by anything other than getting him sick, you know, and they try, and, and that's what, yeah, There was a big emphasis put on to, you know, from Julia to say, Jack, you can't do this. Jack, slow down. You're going to die, you know, and he kept going mm-hmm. through it. But it was a definitely as you, as you, as uh, the writer said is a direct, you know, okay, this is how we can keep him. You know, this is how we can slow him down.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was, It knew that if it could slow him down, he wouldn't be able to get all the things done that they needed to get done in order to get off that island. Yep. And that just has a totally different spin because until then, it's like, it just looked to me like they were, it was some device to kind of build um, some, you know, a little bit of, uh, apprehension in Jack's group because it was kind of boring otherwise yeah, definitely. Uh, but this makes you know so much more sense so I, I appreciate that very much and we've got some comments about uh, this episode as well in the, the forums but most of them were, were just discussion about how much they loved the episode and and all that stuff. Um, so I'll let you visit the forums over at lostmysterypodcast.com slash forums and visit the podcast episode discussion section there. And there's some awesome conversations going on over there as well. And you can get involved and sign up and begin interacting. So I, th- I think we finally come I to think the think end of got this it. podcast. I think we've got it. <laughs> but we cannot, um, I cannot say how excited I am. To get into season five. I
1: can't believe it I, I um, can't believe I'm actually on the same season as everybody else. It's kind of bittersweet exactly it's, it's yeah. bittersweet in a sense you know yeah, I know yeah, so um I'm excited. I haven't watched any of the season five uh episodes yet uh, just real quick, I know mm-hmm. we're about two you know over two hours in this thing already, but just real quick um I would like to hear other people's comments and your comments season five so far good bad ugly where where are we at.
0: Okay. Um my thoughts on season 5 right now are that it's very good. Okay. It just like just like season I think it was season 3 that felt like a very different show, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, that we talked about. Yeah, just in the same way season 3 just felt like a different show, season 5 kind of feels like a different show again. Okay. Um but the cool thing is is they're really going back and giving some time and attention to Some of the mysteries raised in earlier episodes. All right. So rather than just having more and more mystery piled on top of what we already had, there's a lot of going back and answering questions or at least giving more information about previous mysteries. Cool. If not answering them outright. But there's some change in characters, like I mean, not different people, but just the way they behave and act on the show changes a lot. That, uh, um, I, actually,
1: there is a change in character. Uh, Matthew Fox will no longer be playing Jack. It's actually Billy Ray Cyrus. So that was a little, <laughs> that was a little different. But yeah. I think it's, I think it's close yeah. enough. So, oh. right, yeah. <laughs> but so that's but it's uh, interesting to yeah. say that it is, it changes like that again. But it's actually you're liking it so far.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it so far. I mean, it's um, difficult to wait one week to the next, just like always. Right. Um, but I think we've only got like two or three episodes left in this season before it's wow. over. So uh, we're just about done. But there's some, no, there are no bad episodes at all. That's good. And I think definitely watching them all at once rather than waiting week to week, it's going to be an awesome season for you, I Great. Think. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm excited to tear into it. Let's see here. I think it's on Friday. Uh, We're going to be discussing Because You Left, the season five premiere of Lost. Anything else about this amazing season four finale?
1: That's it. Loved it and can't wait for five.
0: Yep, same here. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. As always, we're sorry that this one's so long, but I just felt that we needed to take this big two-part finale as one long storyline because there was, you know, information that was kind of exchanged between both episodes and you can't really discuss one without discussing both. Uh, So thank you for bearing with us through this two and a half hours. And um, like I said, on Friday, we'll be discussing because you left from season five. And until then, we hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the lost mystery podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at Podcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, And also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.